0: Every young man feels the need to let the Badger loose now and again.
1: Now that's true, but why play that? You know why? Because the Badger loose is an analogy for betting different new sports or betting sports for the first time in a calendar year. And that means basketball, and that means hockey. We're going to talk about the NFL for quite a while here. It was not It was a nice tight show, I thought, but that's coming up. And we had a, I think, a real good show generally. AJ loved the Bills too. I mean, not so much in this week, but his love of the, he kept saying Bills have the best defense, and saying no, we don't. Th- no, Bills got the best defense. And then at one point he goes, you should write a letter to DVO or to uh, Football Outsiders, tell them they're wrong. I thought they were number two for defense. No, okay, number one for defense. I can just, I, I got Aaron on speed now if I need him. <laughs> that's all. All right, but here's <laughs> no letters for me to whom it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> hockey i don't like though i just don't I, I it's just first of all, i don't like canadians generally i mean i like some canadians but blame it on canada oh no what you like canadians You're just alienating part of our audience that's no no all. most listen anyone that listens to the show doesn't like canadians even if they live in canada <laughs> that's what i'm thinking <laughs> to,
2: to be fair the best vacation spot in the summertime is canada
1: yeah, Feds. We don't all have like eighteen like different vacation <laughs> spots: Vancouver, Waikiki or the rest Rams, of the island, Montreal, exactly, Toronto. They're all or good. your annual villa that you go to and like
0: uh, some place. It's Toronto, by the way, the, the second T is silent.
2: Thank you.
1: I thought Vancouver was always the city everyone said, you got to go to Vancouver, man. Vancouver is a special city. Yeah. Listen, let me say this. I like some Canadians. I just don't like the Canadians that are like all haughty, like anti. I don't like anti-America. That's what it is. And there's a lot of condescension from Canada. And if you are one, someone condescending, you're wrong. We'll whip your butt. Now, if you're not a condescender to the U.S., I love you. No, I like you. Who are we kidding? I like you. Don't love you. You know, we had a guest here a couple weeks ago, and he was saying, one time I said, I don't like people. And he's like, what? He goes, except fans of mine. And he's like, oh, okay, we'll
2: save
1: (laughs) it. You always save it. (laughs) All right. But hockey can win you money. Fez, you've been betting hockey, haven't you?
2: Can't name a player. I just bet what Scott tells me to bet. Havel Bure. How's he been doing? 18 and 5. I believe
1: that's 78%. You're eighteen and five this year. Eighteen and five. Yep. And the money is, you know, you're not laying the lumber like nope. minus four hundred. Nope. You had a couple other dogs recently. A couple of plus money plays. Yep. Had a plus one fifteen tonight. All right. Now you might say, well, at any reasonable price, that's going to be a great bet. All right. It's going to be. You're going to want the season, and this season runs all the way through what, like June? It goes a long time. Yes. <laughs> so it's only three hundred forty nine dollars through June. Mm, that's a special early bird price right now.
2: Who authorized that?
1: I don't know. But you know um. what? I'm gonna be like crazy Eddie or something. I'm slashing. <laughs> I don't really have the right to do this, but I will. I, I mean, I could pull, you know, CEO stuff. I don't usually do that. But I want Scott to really get, because exp- here's what I'm figuring we're, we're gonna get raw blind for the discount I'm gonna give in a way. It's gonna be like a dollar a day or something when you think about it. But I think, think of all the hundreds of people. Maybe up to you know triple digits, but now here's the thing. If he keeps winning like I think he will, next year will be a windfall. Mm. It's
2: a loss, Leader. We're going to sell Big Macs for a dollar. Like yeah, way this is
1: on the come. Yeah. So I'm going to slash this down to two I'm taking $50 off right here, and that's going to be a coupon. Scott, we're, we're doing this impromptu. What do you want the coupon to be? Oof. Um, Let's call it Puck. How about Ice Ice? Ice, ice. I like, I I like, like ice. Yeah. ice. Ice. Ice, I think they play hockey on ice, right? Sometimes. They used okay. to. And just think, you can hear that song, right? Ice. Ice, ice, boom, ice bem, baby. Bam, bam, bam. Uh-huh. You do play it with your mouth. Boom, boom, boom.
0: boom <coughs> yeah, you see, but though See, theirs goes doom, 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 doom. And ours goes doom, 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 doom. You hear the difference? <laughs> ours goes doom, 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 cha-cha-ching. Cha, yeah. You
1: hear the difference? <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop. All right, 50... <laughs> off, so $349 becomes $299. Use coupon code ICEICE. That's going to be all one word, six letters, ICEICE. Now, we had this planned. I'll make it quick. $100 off any of the basketball packages, which are much more expensive, uh, but very bargain rate. Because you're getting again a sport people care about. This is going to be a lot of people saying, "I don't <laughs> like hockey, but I'm going to bet it." Yes. Because it's a it's, it's action. Just bet it. It's beatable. I think it is actually. Because you know, there's a lot of analytics that you. I mean, I do read a lot about the hockey analytics. I am. I just before we started recording this pod,
0: I was telling Fez and AJ how into the analytics I've gotten. Yeah. quoted yeah. three
1: hockey. stats I had never heard of before, <laughs> no,
0: like Pickwick's Something. I said Fenwick and Corsi.
1: That sounds, that sounds like a law, like a law firm hockey, or something.
0: Hockey people know what I'm talking about. All
1: right, so here's the deal. This coupon is Streak 100. All one zero zero Streak 100. That's $100 off. You can get that off the Early Bird Basketball, which is both college and pro, also known as NBA. Or you can get the NBA All Access by itself and the same $100 off... That's only 475 now. The whole season through June again for 475. And again, a sport people care about. Now, who who <laughs> are you going to get with your basketball, let's say? Yeah, there's only one guy. To, well, I don't want to say there's only one. But right now, there's a guy that's getting a lot of heat, and that's McKenzie. Now, you know McKenzie. And a lot of you say, McKenzie, the fact you can put up with RJ means we know you're tough as nails. And I would say you're right, actually. How how you doing? Now last year he had one of the stunning years. I mean it was it was like Mark the Bird Fidric. Remember him? <laughs> like seventy yeah. six. He he was like talking to himself, throwing the and he started off like twelve and two or something. I think that was it for him. But McKenzie finished the year. He had the whole year at fifty seven percent, three hundred and twenty five plays. Three yeah, three hundred twenty five plays on the year. Yep. 57%. percent Fez, we talked about it. It's not even within the realm of possibility.
2: Not with that volume.
1: I mean, with that I mean that's like I don't think I've ever see, like I said, I've never seen an NBA year like that. It might be the best NBA year on record like publicly available. So you want his stuff and you're winning this year, right? 9 and 5. Damn, working nine to five. <laughs> I mean, but you're not working if you're winning these. That's a better record than you had last year.
3: Sixty-four percent. Yeah, it is.
1: He's just gonna sit on it, I think. For the no, <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So let's do go over this one last time. Ice, ice, gets you the hockey. You got one choice, Scott Seidenberg. He bets totals too, though. Oh, that's the way I'll do it from now on. Ice, ice, fifty dollars off. That gets to two ninety nine for all the picks in hockey. McKenzie, you can get the NBA only, 100 dollars off, streak a 100, streak a 100. Is it, they talking about your streak again? Whose streak are they talking about?: The huh? streaks that we're going to get on together. Well, you're on one already. OK. And then if you want the combo, and obviously, and, and hey, A.J. and Scott oh no, no, you're not a college basketball guy. Nah. No. No. You baseball, hockey, college football. This guy's a call a, a double—how's how, your prep going in college basketball? It's good. Is yeah, it? it is good. All right. Well, listen, this guy know it, it, its sick, the games he watches, and he hates it. That's the funny part. He goes, I hate this, <laughs> but he but he does it. And now that he's doing SOVAM, he's got to stay up. I mean, you always stay up on yeah. it. So AJ's a good choice there. Fez, obviously, with all his vetoes out there.
2: Whew. Undefeated NBA this year.
1: Is that right? Two and zero. Oh. Hey, four to uh, three to one against.
2: <laughs> I went forty and twenty one last year.
1: Very selective. I like very that. selective. We usually don't talk about picks this much, but it really is sometimes like the summer equinox or something. I don't know much about astrology, but things come together. We got a hot hockey streak. We got the all time NBA season, in my opinion. And now he's doing better this year. We got Fez. That's all you need to know there, AJ. In AJ, as you're going to hear in a little bit, is about ready, hopefully, to win a contest that would win him $100,000. I, I only get a third of that, but I'm going to be happy <laughs> with it. All right, here comes the pod. Here, here. Week eight NFL, we got the full round table to my right. A man who is alive, he's standing. Will he be the last man standing, AJ Hoffman? Now, how many are left? 30. And how much does the winner get? 100k. That will pay for your pool. <laughs> almost. Yes, <laughs> almost,
4: it, will, it, will, it will pay for it my will pool.
1: Almost pay for your pool. 30. You feeling nervous? Absolutely. How what's your equity? I haven't calculated it. Well, we can we got to figure Steve. out Steve Steve it it's a hundred thousand first press. Yep. Yeah, thirty people. And thirty people. 3, people that'd, 30, that'd be three thousand three hundred. Yeah. thirty-three. <laughs> okay. All yeah, right. So he's not a math guy. We accept. Well, it's that.
2: worth more than that because he's got a higher competence than his average opponent.
1: I don't know. I mean, they're they're the thirty men standing.
2: It's a twenty-five dollar entry
1: fee. Regardless, what happens. Are you trying to diminish his success? That not sounds like a smart all. guy not that can all. have a hundred thousand in his grasp for tw- for for hundred bucks or whatever, right? Was it five entry? Maybe five for a hundred? Yeah, hell yeah. So, what are you doing differently this week? Nothing. Not just the same thing. I'm going to wait until
4: Saturday morning, last minute, put in my play again.
1: I thought uh, you were like a Thursday afternoon no, kind of guy. No, no, no. Steve Fezzik to my left, or oh, kind of to my right a little. Scott Seidenberg, I'm R.J. Bell. Mackenzie, NBA expert in the house. All right, let's get to it. By the way, it's been a bad run in the Super Contest. I mean, this is, I would say this might be the most flummoxing season where things don't make sense. Look, no further than Survivor,
2: where you only have to pick a winner. And there's only a hundred people left out of six thousand. It, it literally, it seems like we lose half the contestants, um, and you only have to pick one straight-up winner. And we're Survivor. not even have, so.
1: How many people were left at this point last year? Do you know?
2: I believe it was like like forty percent, and now there's like so you
1: know, there was like multiple, multiple thousands.
2: There, there were. I don't have the exact. Kenzie,
1: check that out when you get a chance.
2: I think there was like a thousand. Now there's like hundred and fifty left.
1: Yeah, you just went down with with, uh, Patriots. Yeah. But listen, you had to play in there. What is your, uh, well, anyway, what we do is we go five, four, three, two. And now we're, instead of going one, we got a wild card that when someone convinces a a person this is a good pick, it becomes their one. Because we want to be open minded. Who is your five? By the way, I know you're five. And Scott is going crossfire against it.
2: Yes, and Scott's had a
1: lot of success
2: with the team he's playing, but I'm on Seattle hosting the Giants.
1: Minus three right now in the contest.
2: Minus three. Two pretty comparable teams overall in my ratings now. In terms of if you look at some stats, Seattle does have some real nice stats compared to the Giants.
1: Now, what stats are you talking about? So
2: if you look at yards per play, Mm -hmm. Seattle's gaining 6.3. Geno Smith. Wow, someone, someone prescient predicted that Gino's going to have a huge year, and he is, despite Seattle's defense. How are you
1: feeling about your bad day? Yeah,
2: not good. So, Seattle's <laughs> defense giving up six, but a positive positive point three, an above average team. You look at the Giants, despite being six and one, the Giants' offense gains just over five yards per play. Their defense gives up almost six for a deficit of minus 0.7. So, a big difference between those two. But the number one reason I'm landing on this handicap is because of the spot, the travel spot for the Giants. So they've been to London, then they came back to New York, then they went to Jacksonville, mm. back to New York, and now all the way out to Seattle at some Ooh, point. Ooh,
1: I like, I mean, you're making a point there. All
2: these close wins, all the energy, you know, every Giants game comes down to the final you know, quarter, and now with all that travel, huge home field advantage for Seattle when they're good, and, and they've... And they're in first place right now, so I think it's going to be a crazed crowd. We're three on the home field, very rare, but I really think it is. If two,
1: two because, because this team's winning at this point. Exactly. I mean, and and let's be honest, there is an anti Russell Wilson sentiment in Seattle, where Denver's losing, they're winning, and they're so excited because everyone doubted them. I mean, Seattle was one of the most doubted. They was like, how could they go into the season with just Geno Smith? Right? Exactly. So th- it's been redemption. Like Pete Carroll passed on Jimmy G, passed on basically
4: everybody that he could have traded for. everybody's like, "Why hasn't he traded for a quarterback yet?" He's like, "I like what we got here."
1: I know and he was right. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that the crowd is gonna. There's a sense of like, let's. I mean, because they've been on the road. Uh, what last week for sure against the yeah, Chargers. The Chargers. Yes. So, yeah, I think it, it, they've kind of emerged as a legit team. So the line
2: is fair. The situation's great for the travel for Seattle. Also another small factor might that has to benefit Seattle it's supposed to rain in Seattle all it does is rain in Seattle so here's a team if ever a team's used to playing in the rain it's the Seattle Seahawks
0: that benefits the Giants actually because they don't pass the ball you realize the Giants uh at six and one they don't have a 200 yard receiver on the season
1: <laughs> you mean for the entire not for the, the entire game,
0: the game. okay <laughs> the entire season they don't have a receiver that has 200 yards
1: um and that's a selling point because he's saying the
0: rain's oh, gonna, okay. saying yeah, the rain's yeah. going to uh, the team that runs the ball all the time is actually going to be happy about the rain. So, well, it's the wind that messes up the pass. Yeah, well, they're not well, what's the they, wind? Never, they never they, pass we, them, no they wind never pass it anyway. They, yeah. they don't pass it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Let me ask you something, Fez. How much have you upgraded the Giants? How much have you upgraded the uh, Seahawks?
1: I got to say as he's calculating that you got a little little hop in your step today. Like, you're, it, it's an intense—he's almost cross-examining Fez. I, I <laughs> Giants
2: like... have been upgraded three points. Three points, wow. Seattle, four points.
1: Oh,
0: okay. So then this would make sense, because the, the look-ahead line here early was Giants plus two and a half. Now we're getting Giants plus three, and you think that you've upgraded Seattle more than the Giants. The th- okay, a- yeah. Yeah, but, sure. but, but, but
1: it, it is. The look the ahead three. was last week,
0: right? I'm talking about the summer line. Oh, the, okay, the, the okay. Summer okay. line, yeah. Okay. So to me, the Seahawks are probably not going to have DK Metcalf in this game. He's not practicing. That's a huge weapon on the outside I for agree. Geno Smith that they're not going to have. Giants defense can key in on Tyler Lockett. There's no one else in the, the passing game. Why would you pass against the Giants? Well, that too. I mean, I, because they, they basically bend over for you running the football. <laughs> like, and that, That's my take on so, this. So the, the Giants, they, uh, they blitz the second most in the league. They're going to get after Geno Smith. Geno and yet they Smith. have like the second fewest sacks in eh, the league. They still create some havoc with Wink Martindale. You know I, that, that, oh, I think that the, the, the rushing attack here, for the, for the Giants, you're going up against the Seahawks defense that has allowed the third most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. The Giants have only allowed the fourth fewest rushing touchdowns in the NFL. Seattle is last, dead last in the NFL in red zone touchdowns allowed. The Giants are the fifth best red zone defense in the NFL. This game is played inside the 20s. Giants are going to keep them out of the end zone. Seahawks are not going to keep the Giants out of the end zone. Daniel Jones on the road, fifteen and six against the spread in his career. Geno Smith as a favorite six and six ATS. It's and a different Gino though. Sure. And part of the reason why the Giants isn't like part of the reason the Giants are That's having better. a lot of success <laughs> yeah. is they're not turning the football over. They've only turned it over one time in their last three games, and when you don't pass the ball, you're not going to throw. You're not going to turn the ball. Well, now this is an excellent point because I'd argue they're playing a clean brand of football.
2: I'd argue turnovers pretty random, Mm -hmm. but here's you could make the case the Giants are not a turnover-prone team because of their emphasis on the running attack.
0: Yes, and here's the stat that uh, that I found, you know, doing the whole trend research here. So teams that have won 80% of their games entering Week Eight, which is where the Giants are right now. They're eleven and one ATS when an underdog.
1: It goes to show you how unusual it is for one of these quote unquote fluky teams. Mm -hmm. Carolina last year was fluky, but they were three and zero, right? This is starting to extend to the halfway point of the season. It's time to maybe question the whole fluky moniker. You know,
0: I joke about it every week. At what point do we stop saying the Giants are the worst? Team in the league. Or is, are they going to be 10 and 3? And we're going to say they're the worst 10, 10 and 3 team in the league?
2: No, because they won't be 10 and well,
0: 3. I'm just saying, what's the record? What does the record have to be for people to acknowledge that maybe it's not a fluke? That maybe this Giants team is actually decent?
1: We're, I mean, if you really think about it, Fez, are you sure that Green Bay is better than the Giants? No.
2: Okay. But that's all about Green Bay. Well, I you mean, know, what, I'm say- what I'm is. But what I'm saying
1: is, are you sure Tampa Bay is better?
2: I'm sure that the Giants are not better than an at best an
1: average football team. See, I disagree that that I I think they could be average meaning that that, that might be there that's in their range, but I think being like the, the 12th 13th best teams in their range too in my opinion. I don't think they get better than that. You know, that. it's
2: a good point. They're only one point away. So if they have a solid effort here, if they win by 10, I'm going to upgrade them a point so they're going to be there instantly. Well, you probably won't.
4: Well, maybe you should just get
2: lucky or what? Hey, um, they do have some cluster injuries on the O line. I haven't... that's I am worried about Evan
1: Neal being out.
2: So, but that's he's something. not. He's
1: he's only out for a handful of weeks, right? Because he yeah. was. Yeah, it looked like yeah. it could be for the season. Yeah. And, okay.
4: And Daniel Bellinger, their their tight end, is out. And you know, you and I looked at a bunch of film this week, Scott, mm-hmm. and Evan Neal and Daniel Bellinger, two guys who film. What are you talking about? It all twenty two film. Oh look at these guys! This is big time
0: stuff. No, no, listen, we got records to uphold here on
4: this. Five uh, yeah. I guess years. so. <laughs>
2: Bellinger's like one of the like
1: Jeez, b- the most he's...
4: mobile big men I've ever seen. But this is that was a big key to their yeah. success was putting two tight ends out there and yeah. their offensive line pulling. So that mm-hmm. those are big losses for the Giants.
1: We got the all twenty two guys who are called the all twenty two. <laughs> Here's my
4: question: Last week, the Jags were three and a half point favorites hosting the Giants. Now the Seahawks, who I think are at worst an equal team to the Jags with a much better home field advantage, and they're only laying three. What's going on with that?
2: Oh, it, Jacksonville's better than
0: Seattle.
1: How much? There, listen, there's a real dispute with Jacksonville. Um, I mean, if I
0: you, still think that there's just like a random group that is just in love with Jacksonville and just inflates
2: them every week.
1: If you look at the uh, drive success rate and impute out, they're the 13th best team. That's wild right. to me. What, what do you got, Fez? Jacksonville, 18. Yeah. So, I mean, in, the math guys love Jacksonville. Hmm. How many points better are they than Seattle? Uh, let's see here. So, Seattle actually is number 24 in this one. And um, let me see. I got a math. Or point 25, better. actually. Okay. But here's the thing they're mining. We got them, uh, or at least the drive chart, uh, drive success rate has them four points worse than an average team. And. Um, Let's see here. Jack Jacksonville is about a half point better than an average team. There's game. a
2: whole lot of parity between the 11th and the 23rd best team. They're all within a point and a half in my ratings. No. I w- okay.
4: Oh, I was going to say I will say I think the smart way to get at this game is to bet Seattle in the first half if you like Seattle because the I mean the Giants it seems like they're always having to come back and and get in these games. And Seattle's a very good first-half team. We've talked about that already on this podcast. But the Giants, it it seems like every fourth quarter, they're coming out of
0: nowhere and they're getting in these games. Giants are sixth best in the NFL in fourth quarter scoring.
1: Okay, so let's look at the first half with uh, A.J.'s recommendation. So Seattle, the way I do it, is the ninth best first-half team, and the Giants are the 13th. So they're actually not horrible in the first half, the Giants. Mm. Um, so I'm not – at least in that regard. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, I think the Giants are probably – I'm guessing they're going to be real bad in the third quarter. Let me see. Oh, um, well, I actually put the quarters uh, – hit them. So uh, go ahead. And in the, la- the last
4: three games, the Giants have allowed seven yards per carry. Like their run defense is just dreadful at this point. And – also in the last three games since Rashad Penny got hurt, Kenneth Walker, the rookie running back, 6.1 yards per carry this season. He's rushed for 353 yards and four touchdowns in the last three games since taking over as the lead back. He is having his way right now. This is The Giants have to do something to stop the run. Do we, do we say under? It's going to be a lot of
0: this. It's going to be a lot of winding the clock.
2: All in right, both game. teams want to yeah. run the
0: ball for sure.
2: I have a theory about the unders. Okay, I'm going to go on record right now – so it's been very much of an under year. It's like 58% unders. The last five weeks, there were three weeks that were basically break-even.
1: You know, let's make this official first. right? You, you're going on record. Let's make this official.
0: Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard
1: completely.
2: Uh... Scoring is going to increase in the NFL. This is the week the NFL – Higher up, send out the memo to the referees saying, "I want point of emphasis to be defensive holding, defensive <laughs> pass interference." Why, why now? Because it's hit the point where everyone's talking about the NFL sucks. No one can score. Especially Thursday night games are so boring. I know we finally had a so high scoring game. I, I could game. see.
1: I could see on the prime time games. There being a a dictum like that, (laughs) but it's a great point that probably this applies more
2: to the prime time games. Mm -hmm. That if, and we just saw one a Thursday night game that was high scoring after two straight, barely had one had no touchdowns, one I think had one touchdown, and at some point the advertisers and the like are like, look at look at our investment, but what is it prime? think about poor prime like doing yeah, the thursday night now especially getting, when you have Al michael's talking you
4: know, smack about it but something tells me the ratings games? are doing okay right yeah. now. <laughs> no no i
1: think yeah. no they
2: no, they are not doing okay just i just saw the thursday night ratings and they've taken a precipitous
1: decline That's, because, people don't it's because they're, on pay, they're on a they're on a pay
4: platform for the first well, time well it's not
1: so, pay it's free prime is free uh, to get well I guess you're right. To get Prime, you got to have Prime on yeah. Amazon and it comes with it. And the viewership it's, went yeah. from like
2: 12 million to 10 million to 8 million but, but like the last 2 But hold on, let's think
1: about this. When's the last time someone had rabbit ears and didn't have cable, <laughs> you know, on like channel, you know, NBC? Oh, I don't know. I mean, not many people have rabbit ears at no. this point. So, that's pay too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Prime is like more. an extra subscription. Yeah,
2: we have Prime. It took me ten minutes to figure out how to get the damn game.
1: <laughs> you know, Tom, who is you know part of the sales team, he actually had a dispute with Amazon and they shut his account down. So he can't. He can't
4: <laughs> oh, no.
1: You know, no Prime. No, it's mm. he's a difficult character sometimes. <laughs> All right, here's my thinking. My fr- I was almost ready to jump on Seattle. Because look at this look ahead line. Scott mentioned the summer line. The look ahead line was Seattle minus one. Now what the hell has happened that it should go up to three?
2: Seattle just looked tremendous.
1: No, no, they look good, but you don't. You can't upgrade them. Uh, that would be like three points of upgrade because you're going on to three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, I mean that's too much, isn't it? That's too much. And and that that one stayed solid throughout the whole period. Where the, the hell did we lay the one? I don't know. You did not believe in it because you were betting against Geno Smith with yeah, both fists.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, but I also believe. Here's the question: Has the. When's there been a team this deep in the season with one loss as fraudulent, in your opinion, Fez, as the Giants? Can't come up with one. So does that mean maybe, just maybe, that we. There's something we're missing, but there's still legitimate, like, something there that's more positive than maybe if they're lucky an average team? You're
2: you're bringing up a great point, but I still think it would make sense to say that, but I still say this team's still a mediocre team. They're just lucky.
4: I think that there is something to, you know, you start to build some confidence. You believe in this new coach. I think the Giants do have that going for them, but I think you could make the same argument for Seattle. I think Seattle. There's a buzz, like you mentioned, RJ. Like they're suddenly feeling like they're a lot. The Seahawks could be in first place. On the after the
2: stats, though, the Giants don't, and the Giants don't have any playmakers. Seattle does, although they are in. Seattle is injured now.
1: And again, to me, the stats I don't trust yards per play. I now let's look at let's look at strength of schedule. So right now, if you look at the adjustment for strength of schedule, and here's something I realized I never did before. And this is really interesting. Strength of schedule at the end of the year is often about a three-point uh, spread, where the worst team or the easiest schedule versus the hardest schedule is about three points per game, right? About one and a half above average, one and a half below average, Mackenzie. That's what you've uh, seen too, right? Yes. Okay. But right now, if you look at the strength of schedule, the 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 most difficult has been Buffalo. 3.7 points above. And then there's a, the um, team that's the worst, or with the easiest schedule, I guess you'd say, is somewhere around two points below. Uh, like, uh, Seattle's right in that conversation, for example. They're minus 1.9. But why would... Five points, that seems like too much, right? Well, it kind of makes sense. The smaller the sample of games, the more extreme... Someone could be really playing sure. tough games or very easy games, right? Imagine if you had one game, the strength of schedule, one team plays the hardest team, one team plays the easiest team, the strength of schedule is going to be, about 14 points? Yeah,
2: Buffalo's 10 points better than an average team.
1: Yeah, so it does seem like we got to be thinking strength of schedule. And right now, like, Buffalo amazingly had the hardest schedule so far.
2: We should bet Buff. What's Buffalo to win the Super Bowl? I mean Buffalo's gonna win the Super Bowl. They're on with that schedule, unless they have injuries, I mean, they they what's not to like? Record stats, home field advantage across the board.
1: Plus two fifty now. Now look at this. It looks it's cheap. cheap. Mm-hmm. If you look at the drive stats, Philadelphia's fourth, or the fifth team, One, two, three. No, fifth team. Check that. Fourth. Fourth team. And they are six and a half points batter. Okay. Now, Kansas City's third, they're about 10 points better. What's surprising is Cincinnati is second. Twelve points better, and then Buffalo fifth, almost sixteen. Now, th- obviously, this is a little inflated from the typical. I got to figure how to normalize this a little bit. But well, this it's, is all
2: performance based. Yeah, it doesn't have any normalization for exactly whoever's. Um, it's almost like a chip leader in poker. They're not going to continue to, you know, to dominate like they have.
1: Yeah, fair enough. But but performance-wise, that's and that's interesting. So your assumptions are the reason yours are tighter is the extremes are never. going Going to be that good or that bad? Exactly. But you want to bet the extreme Buffalo?
2: Yes, because, because <laughs> of a team. Because even at Mike's my, my my mitigated number in Buffalo, they're still you know so superior to the league.
1: So I worry about who was Seattle played because that Denver win doesn't look as good. Right, the Chargers are, are in disarray.
2: Part of the reason the Chargers are in disarray is because Seattle beat them. No, <laughs> they're four and three. <laughs>
1: Well, I, let's just say this. I think it, they're they They're talking right? about who's going to have the job next year. Well, yes. Okay. Yes. So that feels a little right. disarray. I mean, what, remember back in the day, Lyndon Johnson said, we lost Cronkite, we've lost the country about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Well, when Staley lost A.J. Hoffman. That was it. He lost mm-hmm. the country, man. I mean, it, as soon as he turned on him, it, it really was. Everyone else seemed to turn on him at the same time.
0: <laughs> well, wasn't uh, Sean Payton caught at the uh, Chargers game? They had video of him sitting
1: in the, uh, the, the booth. Boy, mm. I, I just don't think the Chargers' ownership's good. The Spanoses, I don't think they're going to pay that kind of money, are they? Who knows? All right, They got so, a
2: good deal with the new stadium. A lot more funding now. So,
1: Fez, I'm actually starting to lean towards the Giants here. Let me ask you one more question. What should this line be?
2: Line should be 3-28. <laughs> <laughs> minus three, minus twenty-eight.
1: Yeah, you kind of see I caught you here, right? Yeah. It shouldn't be three and a half. I mean, three. is cheap though. Three is cheap. How, but, but, but it's got, my it's gut. Got to be three and a half to have twenty I, cents.
2: I, you know, my gut says that the, that the Giants, off all those close wins, it wouldn't surprise me if they get rolled. They could lose this game by seventeen, where they just like, yeah, no, we're six and one. But what if they win the game by seventeen? They're not going. They win don't this. play a close. No, game. they're not going to win by seventeen.
1: Another way to look at this to end this conversation is we can look at our projections based upon Kevin Cole, DVOA, the pregame EPA adjustments and the stats. And then we say, okay, across the season now, what is your actual point differential per game? Right. So if we look at it and then we adjust for strength of schedule, Giants are a half point better. Half point better. But Fez, you say travel is a big, big deal. Now recount that travel one more time.
2: All right. So the Giants played in London, come from behind, win all the way across the pond. They come back, play in New York, beat Baltimore. Then they got to go to Florida. Tough game comes down to the final play. They win in Florida, fly back to New York, and now they got to fly all the way out to the Pacific Northwest and play Seattle. That's a whole lot of frequent flyer miles for a team that's just played three straight games that went down to the final seconds.
1: Well, if Russell Wilson was on that team...
2: There'd I mean, be a lot of he, up and down
1: he, he, the he'd aisles. He'd be doing high knees. He'd be, his lumbars would be so loose, you wouldn't know what to do. That's mm. right. that's Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> next game. All right. I think that's me next, right? You are up. Yep. All right, my five, and this is... Uh, This is a wise guy delight right here. The Carolina Panthers. All right. Atlanta covered six in a row. Let's give them credit. But they were running the ball down by like 21 points, and they threw like eight times in the second half. They refused to throw the ball. Now, do you think that's because they have a bet on it? No, it's they don't think Mariota can throw very well. So it feels like, to me, as time passes, the quirkiness of this Atlanta running game is somewhat getting exposed. And, I mean, it wasn't even a game against the Bengals. It wasn't even a game. Now, I know the Bengals are a good team. I also believe—I mean, again, let's look at some power rankings here. So if we look at the adjusted scores, we've got Atlanta three points worse than an average team. Now, um, yeah— Now, Carolina, we got four points worse. I would make the following case strongly. P.J. Walker is an upgrade. I mean, he played—he actually had five big-time throws.
0: And there was one—I don't know if they counted it— there was one that got called back for a penalty Mm -hmm. that would have been like a 37, 38-yard completion that was a pretty good throw.
1: I, I hear um, – Mackenzie. look at his number or the big-time throws and, and, like, tell me – like They were backed up on,
0: like, their own 10-yard line or something mm-hmm. like that, and he threw – like it was like a 30-something-yard pass down the right sideline that got called back for a holding penalty. But it was it would have been a big chunk play.
1: I, I mean, uh, what, what I want you to do, McKenzie, check how many big-time throws he had. I think it was five. And then check what Josh Allen is averaging on the year because this is the biggest arm in the game. You know, Josh Allen is Mr. Big Time Throws. I'm making a major bet he does not average five a game. Mm. So so it, it was one game that was like as good as anyone's played almost this year. And, and pursuant to what you're saying,
2: this is a real key word. It's almost like, in, you know, like on the PGA Tour when a golfer wins for the first time and he's like, I belong. You know, this isn't just a qualifying school asterisk. P.J. Walker was a guy that people are like, I don't know if he belongs in the NFL. He had the the, the, the great uh, spring football uh, where he's going to be the MVP of the league. But in the NFL, he's, he hasn't been good. And now he finally played a game. I mean, it was a great game. And I think that
1: that— So you the, agree with that?
2: I do, and I think the pressure is off him. And in the back of his head, he's like, boy, a couple bad games, I'm going to be out of this league. And now he's like, I'm safe you know, I just played. Well, this don't know about
1: safe. I think it's he wants to he wants to go get a starting job. Well, somewhere. I'd say,
2: I'm say, safe having a job, though. I'm I'm not going to be knocked off the tour with a, if I have a three interception game, like some other backup quarterback would be.
4: I think it's wild to see the difference between last week and the week before when his average depth of target was point one yards. He he threw ten. He completed ten passes. Only one of them was beyond the line of scrimmage, and it was one yard beyond the line of scrimmage. Every other pass completion was behind the line of scrimmage the week before, and then he comes out the next week.
1: So the week before he wasn't prepared to play, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. A-
4: and then he's chucking the ball around the field. I mean, it's just a, a it's wild to see the the difference between him week to week.
1: It seems to me that this is uh, we got to harken back to major league. All right. You have the ownership group. What do they want? They want you to lose. That, well, she wants to move the team to Miami. That right. and, and it's Cleveland, it's Cleveland. And <laughs> lo and behold, they start winning. To the chagrin of the ownership, Mm. and then they say we got to win the whole effing thing or whatever. (laughs) But I do think Carolina probably feels like a bunch of kids like giving the middle finger. Because listen, last week was one of the worst scenarios you could imagine motivationally. You lost your your the face of your franchise. Uh, You got a, a quarterback that had an average depth of target of like a half a yard. You know, a fourth string, third string, and all of a sudden you beat Tom Brady. You crushed Tom Brady. You crushed Tom Brady. And and let's go back to Carolina. They were, they were the surprise pick. Like, in week four, there was a sense of, you know who might surge here who's going to make the playoffs? Carolina. I heard that, like, five times. Let's go over the games real quick and, like, where's the horrible games and then discount Baker Mayfield because let's be candid. Let's be candid. Baker Mayfield – well, Mackenzie, that's not fair. All right, fourteen percent works. Okay. All right, so we got these stats here because the three games is, is is what threw me. Number one and number two in the league. Okay, so number one in the league or number two, Josh Allen has seven percent of his throws are big time throws. Number one, PJ Texas Walker, fourteen percent. He has double as many big time throws. As Josh Allen, who's number one otherwise in the league. Mm. I mean, this guy, I, I don't know about that one, you know, 10 throws you're talking about, but he, what's his limitation? And usually these guys are team guys that don't have the arm. Like, what is this guy's limitation? Oh,
2: he's, he's got an arm. That's so not, what I'm, what, what's the, the limitation? A- accuracy.
1: <sighs> I mean, kind of like Josh Allen. Maybe he yeah. came around a little bit. But all I know is this. if you He's did, also 5'11". I think that's a limitation. Oh, no. Kyler Murray's like, is he 5'11"? Okay. Um, to me, if you look at Carolina's season today stats, they're not good on the offense. But Baker Mayfield played as bad as any quarterback in the league this year. No doubt. If If he can even be like the 24th best quarterback this game, I think getting these points against an Atlanta team that, quite frankly, has covered some games but haven't impressed me all that much. They obviously don't want to throw. It feels like the gig is up. I like them. Divisional
2: game, smaller home field. You said something in the
4: offseason. You said uh, the Panthers would be better off with a guy they find at Sunset Park over Sam Darnold. <laughs> I agree. I think PJ Walker's a the guy they found at Sunset yeah. Park, right? Yeah. This is him.
1: I mean, he was the MVP of one of those leagues. He
4: was on his way to being the MVP. They didn't get to finish the year.
1: I th- I gave him an honorary MVP. You, you, that was, that Sunset
2: Park is underutilized. That's a really <laughs> nice park.
1: Who, what do you like in this game, fest?
2: So I lean your way. I um, you know, my gut says that the Carolina Carolina's a team that the market's totally flushed down the toilet, and it's very hard for us to turn right around, get get out of our eraser and say, oh, we were wrong. This team is actually—and um, I know I look at my power ratings, and I have Carolina the worst team in the NFL. But, but
1: if you readjust for Baker Mayfield, yeah, let's just say two points— Right. And,
2: well, it's because I I threw him into the garbage can because of the Baker Mayfield, and then all this, and then Jettison, you know, Robbie Anderson quits the team basically, and 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 they. But do you think that's an indictment of the
1: team or an indictment of him?
2: Well, I think I think the team. It's an indictment of him because of the fact that clearly he was the only one rioting, not anybody else. The team completely came together last
1: week. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Thoughts, Scott?
0: I was going to say it's the Panthers are still one in twenty-eight straight up when their opponent scores. 17 or more points. No, it wasn't
1: the Panthers. That was Coach Rule. That was his Well, it's
0: still, you know, without without Matt Rule, the trend is still continuing. So so
1: the trick is for them to have their defense give up more points in their wins. (laughs) No,
0: the the, the key is their defense cannot allow 17 points.
2: Well, their defense may not allow 17 points. Yards per play, Carolina looks very much like an average team. They gained a little over five per play. They give up 5.3.
1: Now that's interesting. So minus, so that puts them what, like 20th? Yeah. Atlanta, I'm far worse. Yeah, I agree. I think Atlanta is a lot of smoke and mirrors. If you look at the drive uh, success rate, Atlanta's number 29. Number 29.
4: One thing you've taught me, and I'll ask you if this is the case or not, this feels like we're buying high on Carolina, right? And, and, and Atlanta's high compared almost- to last
1: week, but we gained a ton of information like it, it we fez made the point they got downgraded not for what happened on the field for the sense that they're not any that they're not going to try that there's a kind of a tanking going on right i mean it was yes. like they it was just a team in disarray right another example now we saw they weren't in disarray cuz against tom brady they, they they held on and you know they not only won the game but they extended their lead late, which doesn't happen usually. That defense is good. They kept Burns. Who knows if if McCaffrey was even liked in that locker room, right? He, he was making a lot of money, and he wasn't pay, playing a lot of games. Yeah.
2: I got right? one, one bad trend for Carolina. Yeah. So you're off a double-digit win, unexpected win. You win outright as a double-digit dog, and then you're a road team, and you're a dog again, 27-36 and 36 against the spread.
1: Uh, what's the ATS margin on that? Don't have it. All right, I can look it up. Um, but but AJ, let me finish this or make my point to you on one thing. Your question, because I do believe we have new information. It, when we were talking about Carolina last week, the question was, are they trying? Is you know, we thought, hey, they jettisoned McCaffrey. Yeah, dead team walking. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And now they're not. And maybe they will be at the end of the season, but right now is the game they're going to have. The, they want to keep this thing both going. Both the running
2: backs, to um, Ch- 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 Hubbard yeah. and, and what's the other Foreman, guy? Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Both are co- certainly competent and both look ultra motivated.
1: Mm-hmm. And how excited is Te- the Texas Ranger this week? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, and again, I think Atlanta... I don't know. It feels like let's look at Atlanta. You, you pop up Atlanta's schedule real quick. Any closing other than looking at their schedule, any closing thoughts?
2: Atlanta was, you know, rated the lowest team in the NFL to start the
1: year. Yeah, now that's a good point. It feels like if you're keeping your priors and then it, now they're laying more than a field goal.
0: And if you're looking for regression, last year when the Cowboys started out 6 and 0 ATS, they, the rest of the season they were just seven and five against the spread. In 2018, when the Chiefs started six and zero ATS, the rest of the season they were four seven and one. So Atlanta, we've already seen zero one after a six and zero start. So the regression might be
1: happening here. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So looking at this schedule. They beat this, or they lose to the Saints when they had a lead there. Saints are what a two-win team at this point. I mean, not impressive.
4: Well, the Saints at the beginning of the year, remember that was healthy Jameis Winston. It was the the whole team was healthy. Well, Actually, remember, it was a different different. Remember team now, now the Saint
1: the Saints as a team have been like two and fourteen against the spread the first two games of the year too. So True. I mean, okay, but then the Rams and that looked like a close game. Well, the Rams aren't all that good right? Right. Now, Seattle beats them, you know, 27-23. I, I don't think there's any embarrassment in that. Okay. And they were on the road. Um, the Falcons were. The Falcons beat Seattle. Um, No. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Oh, they did 27-23. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie, can you make it a little bigger, please? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't need to know, like, it was Sunday. The game was Sunday. So you can scroll over. Perfect. Okay. And then they lose, or they beat the Browns. I mean, how good are the Browns? I don't know. They're. St- I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is, it feels like this team keeps games close. When have they had margin against anyone? Just the Niners. Yeah, which was a very you know, I so mean, so
0: a lot of defensive players missing on San Francisco. Yep.
1: Wouldn't we agree that if you take the Niners and you take the Bengals, it's a wash those two games. One they get dominated. One they dominate. Sure. yeah. Otherwise, every game's close, and we're getting the points. I don't it know. Sure fe- it sure feels like this game should be close. Yeah, it, it, I, I just think we got motivation. And I'm going to go back. Do me a favor. Pop up Carolina schedule. I'm going to go back to a couple <laughs> weeks ago and say that there In w- and, Feds, tell me if you agree with this. There was a lot of talk a couple weeks ago about how the Carolina was a surprise team at Concerge. Right. I mean, right, sure. b- right before if the faker If plays well. Yeah, and the assumption was, hey, he's going to start to learn the offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, a team can't go from a sneaky playoff contender amongst the wise guys to, like, the worst team in the league. No, they can't. I don't think so. So, real quick here. So, the Browns game was what it was, obviously, for Carolina. Then that—I mean, look, the Giants— they only lose by three to this giant. Now, how did that game end? Do you was that a close? Was that Carolina with a lead or something, or was that Giants that one? They that actually was a Giants
4: had? field goal with three and a half
1: minutes to go to to go ahead. Okay, so that Carolina was, won the stats. Okay, so then the Panthers then beat the Saints. All right, and Panthers and the Cardinals. Cardinals win by ten. I don't like that. I can't remember what happened in that game. And then the 49ers crush them. And then that was the firing, right?
0: Yes. The Cardinals game was that big, big fourth quarter from uh, the Cardinals. Oh,
1: okay, okay. So it was tied like uh, it was close going in the fourth? It was 10 10. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is this isn't a horrible team. Yeah. And they got a, it seems like a better quarterback, at least Baker this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on. Next one. This is going to be Scott. Oh, no, no. AJ's best bet. Then Scott's. And by the way, Scott's best bet. A lot of people agree with them on. A lot of people agree. AJ, your
4: best bet. A lot of people agree with my best bet. One person doesn't. So it's a... <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, boy.
4: This is a crossfire. Strapping.
1: Somehow we have, we're have we crossfired on the best bet again? Yes. And somehow you try to emulate me. What's going on with that? I don't know. I, 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 I guess I, not. All right. So I'm going to let you have the honors because it's your best bet. Give the game.
4: All right. This is the 49ers minus one and a oh. half at the Rams. And it seems like we talk about this in every NFC West matchup. The, the styles make the fights, and almost every—I think every coach has a dominant record against another coach in this league. And Shanahan has McVay's number: nine and three ATS. The Niners are on a six and zero ATS run
1: in the series. Whoa, 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 whoa! They covered against—they covered in the championship game last yes. year. Yes. What was the line in that three game? Three and a half. Twenty to seventeen. And it was three and a half. Oh, okay. Go ahead.
4: Uh, and the games where the Rams have lost are the games where Stafford's been under pressure. Bills, Niners, Cowboys, all three of those teams grade top 10 pass rush units per PFF. The three Rams wins, Carolina, Atlanta, Arizona, all bottom eight in pass rush. I, I think this game's probably closer than the first San Francisco Rams matchup because San Francisco does have more injuries than they did in Do that they?
1: game. Do they? I think I- so. I mean, because they had everyone back but one player last week, right? So, has, did anyone get hurt in the game last week, McKenzie?
4: I don't believe so, no. Yeah. So, I, but given, given I, th- I think the loss, the, the being without whatever San Francisco's without this week on defense isn't enough to get me off this Shanahan domination of McVay.
1: All right. So, at no point did you mention the line. The offensive line? No, the line, the spread. Minus one and a half. I mean, what I'm saying is minus one and a half for who? San Fran? The 49ers are minus one and a half. So the Rams are a home underdog. Yes. So at some point, I mean, I get maybe the 49ers are the better team right now, but this is saying what? How much better? What would the line be in San Francisco? I mean, what do we say about the Rams? They don't have a home field advantage, right? no, No, I never said that. I said the Chargers don't. The Rams have a nice following in L.A., I would. I mean, that's a hot ticket in town. I, I mean, would you say that? I mean, I. I mean, looking. I, I at the, would
2: have said it last year. I'm not going to say it this year. I think LA is very fair weather
1: town. It's a, they're the defending Super Bowl champions off a of bye. It, like let's, it, it's insane to think. How a lot this? of Niners fans in
2: LA also. That, I I think the crowd will be half Niners. I really do. Well, why don't we do this? Let's Didn't find we see a way that to, last year though? Wasn't
0: the whole stadium 49ers fans last year? Was it was like embarrassing? I think. For what the what? NFC
1: Championship game?
0: Uh, I, I, there was was maybe it was just a regular season game. That wasn't it. The, didn't they make the whole thing that they weren't selling tickets to anybody outside outside of Los Angeles County for the playoff game? I don't remember because, because they didn't, Week
3: eighteen was so heavy Forty Nine
0: ers because they didn't want it to be like the regular season game where it was all Forty Nine ers fans. Okay, they refused but, to sell tickets to anybody out of a greater Los Angeles area in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, in the okay, yeah. Well, I listen, maybe I don't know. I mean, I guess the whole San Francisco being close and having fans in LA is a factor I didn't think of, but to me, I think the Rams in general have a pretty decent crowd support at this point. 49ers, maybe they're fanatical or who knows what. But can t- go ahead.
2: Yeah. So if they played the Raiders or the Niners, it, it changes everything. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm also very concerned about how the Rams can play against a good defense. They've had three good defenses they played against San Fran, Dallas, Tampa Bay. 10 points. That's all they were able to muster. So I know mean, small sample size of three but a Rams offense that's struggling has really struggled against the good opponents that they played.
1: So let's go back to the what the line would be in San Francisco because what we can know for sure is there's home field advantage. If the crowd split 50-50, that's going to be a you know a portion of the home field advantage. But the sleep in their own bed, blah, 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 we all know about that. The familiarity with the sight lines, the turf, mm. the locker room, on the shitter, it's like you're just more comfortable. <laughs> they, they were two point favorites two weeks ago. I mean, yeah. So all right. So uh, who was two? The Forty Nineers were two point okay. favorites. Which all. implies that these are even teams. Yeah. Right. And now this implies what? That there are four points, but that somehow San Fran's four points better. Three points better. What well, they, they did
4: beat them game. by 15 points in, on that two point spread. So well, I but, think they they.
1: So what do you think that results in? What kind of adjustment? Three I points. don't know,
4: but all I'm saying is I think that we've – I mean, the Rams certainly so what's have been happen,
1: – So what's happened since? That's the question. What's happened Christian since? Christian McCaffrey. Oh, You think he's moving the needle here? If anything, he might be a distraction.
0: I think he's he going to have a much bigger role in this game now that he's been there for over a week.
2: <laughs> I, I think the narrative is out there that with these NFC uh, West games, you look at what, what the serious domination has been. And mm-hmm. so you see Jimmy G 7-1 and against the spread, mm-hmm. against the Rams. I think that that's what's driving this this move towards the um, the Niners being favored. And so, haven't
0: you always said that the time to and I play agree with that, against that Sean McVay is after a bye? McVay well, and Stafford are 0-2 ATS after,
1: after a bye week, including the playoffs. So here's what I would say. I believe the buy is the key to my handicap mm. here. Ooh. He is not going to come out. Let's consider what's happened here. The Bears what happened on Monday night, the more I dug into it, listened to people, they came out and ran a, effectively a different offense. They had
2: completely surprised one.
1: A, a mini buy off the Thursday night yeah. game and they said we got to do something different. And they they came out and did something different. They sprung it on them.
2: I saw that um Fields had was it, had a maximum five um, play calls that were supposed to be quarterback runs. Mm-hmm. He had 11 against New England.
1: And he was running between the tackles. Yeah. I mean, so what happens is McVay, now let's think back. Two years ago, they had a tough end of the season, so the year before the Super Bowl, and— What did McVeigh do? He didn't even go to the combine. He was hunkered down with Staley at this point, who was a new DC, and had him come in. And it was like, so I I guess I, let me think about that. That wasn't last year. It would have been the year before. Exactly. So the situation was he was going to think his way out of this. Well, the Rams are limited, right? Because of their O line. That's the story. Your handicap AJ was right. To me, he's going to come out with something that accounts for that. Not to mention, let's be honest, Andy Reid just kind of showed a way to beat this San Francisco defense. The thought was, people said, maybe San Francisco's D.C. is going to figure out how to stop KC. And it's actually been the reverse, which was... What KC did, and again, I'm not an X's and O's guy, but it was a lot of, like they said, 90s concepts, which was you let them kind of rush in and you dump a little screen over their head. Stuff that used to work in the 90s doesn't work anymore, but because no one's doing it, San Fran's rushing in a way that allowed for that. Now, do they account for that thinking, do we have to worry about that this week? Because we got to say, who thought Kansas City was going to score that many points against San Fran? I mean, it was nobody. So we can't act like there wasn't. Now we could say, well, there's not Mahomes there. I agree. But uh, Stafford is how far from Mahomes, right? What's Stafford, the eighth, ninth best quarterback in the league? It seems to me this line change makes it. And McVeigh off the bye. Their season's pretty much at stake here. It feels like a game, if they're ever going to win one and if they're ever going to do something different, it's off a bye. And I'll tell you this, AJ, if we were just going to follow the season trends or if, as you said it too, then how in the heck were the Rams only two-point underdogs at San Fran? I don't know. (laughs) Right? I mean, Mm. so the market's telling us, at the time, they didn't—and what has the Rams done since? Right? They lost that game. They they beat Carolina. Now, that score was a little deceiving, I think, meaning they beat them—they didn't beat them as bad as the score. But still, Mm. they won the game. I think it's all about the buy. Feds, this feels too easy. I mean, this was me looking, saying it's too easy to say San Fran here. Rams are reeling. San Fran is off a loss. I don't know. Is it usually that easy? I might be overreacting to it.
2: the thing. Is it has been that easy in terms of these matchups in this division? So maybe I'm just I'm overreacting
1: to that. Well, It's been that easy up to this point. Yeah, right? that, that's usually when everyone starts. <laughs> right. So we, I'm jumping on it probably too late. It feel it does feel like the. So let's do that adjustment. The line would be what six? What would the line be in in San Fran? You're saying what four point of adjustment?
2: Well, it's it's got to yeah. be two. I mean, who are
1: we kidding?
2: Sure, make it five. Make it five.
1: Okay. Yeah. So we're saying the line would be almost a touchdown in well, San Fran?
2: No, I'm saying the one and a half should be a five, would be a comparable line if they played in San Francisco. this Oh, moment. okay. Yeah. So Sorry, I misunderstood. No,
1: this. that's fine. So you're saying three and a half points.
2: Yeah. Well, you're through. They threw <laughs> the through three key number.
1: All right, all right. Is, yeah. I accept that. All right. So, I mean, uh, I, has that much changed is my only question. No, I
4: get, my thought is when you look at the, the schedule that the Rams have played, They've played three good teams and three bad teams. They beat the three good teams. They got dominated.
2: Oh, the opposite, uh, they, yeah. yeah, they d- got dominated by the three good teams. That's they what beat stood out to me too teams. is how badly they played against the premium opponents and
1: particularly premium defenses. No, I, I mean you're right. The reason you get the Super Bowl champions as a home underdog yep. mm-hmm. is there's usually things happening.
0: Yeah, and Jimmy G's success against the Rams. He's seven and one, both straight up and ATS.
1: And to me, in general. The thing that's so hard about NFL trends when it's between two teams is that causes that team, it's almost like the zigzag in the NBA, Mm. it causes that team to make changes. Mm. Now, McVay hasn't been able to make
0: changes. Well, I
1: guess (laughs) when you just went to the Super Bowl, beat them. I guess the very fact the line was three and a half spoke to how much better the Rams were just last year and how much has really changed. The O-line for the Rams. Can McVeigh figure that out? Health of the quarterback. There's there's yeah, serious concerns. We- wow, he's had two weeks off. Yeah. So if and- ever
2: there's a time they can that he he should be capable, it'd be this week.
1: Here's wh- last point on this. If you actually look at Stafford's stats and just remove interceptions, which you can't, mm-hmm. he's actually like the fourth most effective or fifth EPA of all quarterbacks. <coughs> he's just thrown too many interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now, is that cause of an ailment? 'Cause if it's if his arm hurts, then how is he so good on the other like on ninety-nine or ninety-eight percent of his throws? Well, when he throws to
2: Cooper Cup, he's like
1: well, tremendous. That... <laughs> All right. So I, is there any handicap from you guys other than it's the way it's been? That's the handicap. That's mine. Mott's. You're hoping for Mott's. I am. More of the same, baby. <sighs> How'd I do, AJ? You held up. Yeah, it was um considering it
2: was 3 on 1.
1: Yeah, but there wasn't really much there, was it? Well, the 3 there?
2: was all lining up on the same. No thing. one
1: and no one and no one mentioned the line. That was the interesting I part. I mentioned it at the very beginning. I mean, what I'm saying is as in like, hey, we got to say that this line really accounts for this dominance. You're paying the tax. You're paying the tax. And again, the question becomes what should this line be? 3? I mean, like I'm yeah. asking, what should this line? at three
2: and a half? I'm going to go to the window and make my biggest bet of the year on the Rams. Obviously,
1: yes. Are you? Are you? Yes. Are okay, you? but but you, do you think the line should be three then? Yes. So that means you think the line should be seven in L.A. or in uh, San Fran?
2: Yes, I'd have to, or it'd be inconsistent.
1: <laughs> does that does that work? I, I
2: really think like that the, this home field it's one and a quarter it's really it's there's no way the home field's one and a half in la or
1: san francisco well then back to the question then I I, I I don't know i to me it feels like when you have 50 years of data that says the home field's one thing and you have a couple years where it says it's a, it's lower it's probably somewhere in the middle like is my thought.
2: You know, I actually think not. I th- I really. Th- I know you do I, really think- I really think. I really think. Unless
1: you bet road favorites. The next you ten bet.
2: years, the home field is going to be like one point six five in the NFL on average. It, it,
1: I mean, listen. If you want to bet road favorites, <laughs> I think your approach is the way to go. Yes. Closing thought. Do we
4: think that the offensive line got fixed in the bye week?
1: No, I think that schematically they're going to they're going to have some tr- a trick or two up their sleeve that will work for one game. I don't. I'm not like pro Rams the rest of the year. I think it, how much time do you think McVay put in the in the last two I'm weeks? I'm sure plenty. Yeah. And what is the what are the 49ers doing? Trying to get McCaffrey onto the team and understanding the offense, and then just got their ass whipped by Kansas. I mean, that's a demoral. How do you even want to go to the Super Bowl if you have to play <laughs> Kansas City? They might not want to go. I mean, that was. I mean, let's be candid. If you, I mean, you thought San Fran was better than Philadelphia, right? You had him equal.
2: No, I had Phil. No, you did.
1: You had, had him, him equal.
2: equal. I had them equal. And then. You did. I
1: did. Could you imagine them getting beat that bad?
2: Yeah. And, with Super Bowl well, revenge. But we're going to.
1: Well, <laughs> the revenge went the other way, didn't
4: yeah. it? I just worry that there's only so much adjusting you can do when you can't pass block and you can't run the ball. And the, the, the Rams' best running back isn't even with the team. So...
1: Who's the best running back? Cam Akers. A- Akers. Not, he sucks. He's not the best running back. He might have been two years ago. You do
4: think Cam Akers is better than Daryl Henderson?
1: I think anyone with fresh legs is going to be better than a guy limping around from his Achilles. I mean... The, I agree. He's shot. Running backs are... If you want a competent back, you can get him in the fourth round. I mean... Uh, Look, 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 at, look at Foreman and Chubba Hubbard.
2: Yeah, I mean, Chuba.
1: I mean, I I think in general the time that backs can be a big problem. The Steelers had a couple times they lost like two backs the week before a playoff game, and they had to get a guy off the street.
2: Look at Seattle. They, they, they lose pennies like the number one running back in the league. No problem. The other guy's just as good.
4: Well, they drafted him in the second round. They knew yeah. what they were doing.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, listen. I think I, I mean maybe Fez got a good point I think Stafford's arm if he's if the two weeks off helps him I think that's probably a key too right and he, he just can't throw some interceptions
3: Andra the Giant Handicap Match My Son's Gear Garden Series 以来 about what do you Head the Giant 3-1 Handicap Match
1: you don't want a headbutt. You do not want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game. Now we got a triple like here, but listen, we got a five-star on it from Scott. And before you say, who cares? 21 nine and two on every pick that's picking five a week right here live that's leading everyone Scott make your case I think the
0: Bengals are so back. <laughs> this team is looking like the team that went to the Super Bowl last year in the last two weeks alone, Joe Burrow has completed nearly 80 percent of his passes for 781 yards six touchdowns zero picks uh the Browns defense not pretty not 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 it's not pretty. They're 24th in the NFL against the pass. And the Bengals, 13-2 ATS in their last 15 games. Joe Burrow in his last 14 starts, 12-2 against the spread. And then there's the Browns under Kevin Stefanski when playing in the division. 3-11 <laughs> ATS against the AFC North I'm backing the Bengals here. I'm not afraid of the number. They have the third-best red zone defense in the NFL, so even if the Browns manage to move the ball down the field, they're likely going to have to settle for field goals, and that's not going to be good enough to beat this Bengals team.
4: I'm with you. I, I, the Bengals, you mentioned all those those trends. What's your weight? Uh, it's my three weight. Uh, eight and one in their last nine road games, ATS as well. So uh, they, they just I, – and I said this same thing last week. They fundamentally changed what they've been doing – they the first few weeks it was run run first we've got to establish the run and then finally they've said screw Joe Mixon yeah this is the Joe Burrow show which is what it should have been all along and you know the Browns should be a good target for that they are 28th in DVOA against the pass and of course on the other side the Browns have to run the ball to succeed that's that's the way they're going to win games but the Bengals top 10 in DVOA against the run and their offense likely. Playing from behind, how long are you going to be able to run for? So, uh, Bengals minus three and a half. My three weight as well. Yeah,
0: the Browns uh, they allow seven point one yards per pass. And RJ, you've brought you've brought this up before when it comes to Joe Burrow that maybe the uh, the append the appendix issue, uh, missing a little bit of time there. It, it maybe start he started the season a little bit slower yeah, than you would expect. And, and now it certainly looks like he's the guy that we. People projected to be a top NFL quarterback.
1: As Fez has made the point, too, it's not just that maybe physically he was a little less than 100%, but the time they missed in the preseason with the new O-line, right? The theory was, hey, maybe that's why they started slow. But I also think schematically they made a major change to Bengals two weeks ago. They went almost exclusively shotgun. And what they were, were, I think siloed is the way you could call it, which was if they were under center, they had a set of plays they were going to run. And if they were in shotgun, there was a set of plays. And the defenses kind of knew what they were doing by the formation. They were tipping them off. And now they're going exclusively shotgun, except for like fourth and ones and kneel downs. Really, that's the only time for two games. Now, Burrow, I think they underscored against Atlanta. They could have scored more points, I think, if things had gone right.
2: Opening touchdown in the third quarter and then no scoring the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, and 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 I mean, to me, I'm not saying they weren't trying. I'm just saying, hey, it feels like this offense is as good as they've been. Only question is, with the quirky scheme change, does the film on it help? The, as we get into week three, does the film help the other team? Because I, I pass this game because, in general, I think Cleveland, you'd be selling them low here after all these close losses i'm a little scared of that but i agree in general that since he's got great momentum
2: yeah and if you look at since first three weeks the there was a concern they're not playing well and they had such a cupcake schedule well it doesn't look so cupcake anymore pittsburgh is better than we thought they were going to be we thought they'd be a bottom feeder and they're playing better dallas We thought Dallas was terrible when they played them week two, and now Dallas, especially
1: with an unknown backup quarterback,
2: exactly. Remember, Dallas to miss the playoffs was like the yes was minus two sixty after week one, and then the Jets. You know, the Jets are are aren't a bottom feeder. The Jets are are a mediocre team. So those first three games, that strength of schedule looks a whole lot better for the Bengals as well. I'm on the Bengals two eight.
1: Okay, he's got a little pep in his step. He confidence is uh, it's contagious. Next up, we have a double leg. Now, these guys are usually competing, but they're agreeing here. Scott and Fez. Scott, you lead it off with both your four weights.
0: Yeah, Cardinals (laughs) plus the three and a half in Minnesota against the Vikings. When I selected this game, I knew, knew, RJ, that Fez was going to be on my side (laughs) because I know how he feels about the Minnesota Vikings. He thinks that they are a fraudulent team. And I watched... Last week with great interest because uh, yeah, I have some, you know, 49er uh, uh, Dolphins interest. And that was a fraudulent win. The Dolphins should have won that game. They won the stats. Dolphins played a good football game, didn't work out for them there against the Minnesota Vikings. I think that this Arizona team might have figured something out last week on Thursday Night Football figured out that they need their wide receiver?
1: Or figured out that the, the 14 points on pick sixes help you that, score? Yeah, that,
0: that helps you win games. Figured out, let Kyler Murray improvise. What, how's that different than every week ever for Because Kyler Murray? They're, they Murray? Because they script and it doesn't work. They just got to let him cook. Let Russ cook. Let Kyler Murray cook. And yes, he can't even reach the stove. Hopkins, Hopkins, <laughs> Hopkins can makes, cook. A huge difference. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, with DeAndre Hopkins, I think, makes a huge difference in this game. The Vikings have the worst red zone defense in the NFL. Kirk Cousins coming off of a bye in his career, two uh, and five ATS and uh, seven and 18. ATS on extended rest, which is eight days or more. Kyler Murray as an underdog, 19-10-2 ATS, so thrives in a little bit of a, 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 you know, us against the world kind of situation. I think Arizona goes on the road here and keeps this thing close. I think they have a chance to pull off an upset win, actually.
1: Now, Fez, as you talk about this, let's keep in mind, if this is all built on the New Orleans-Arizona Thursday night game, is when we do our adjustments and this is what we do on the Monday overnight Tuesday release pod we go down the scores but let's remind everyone is the stats said 8 points the Saints should have won Kevin Cole said 7 points the Saints should have won pregame said 4 points the Saints should have won DVOA said it was an even game you add it all up 30 to 23 Saints
2: yeah, and my bet is not on Arizona. It is against Minnesota. This is all anti-Minnesota. Mm.
1: It is on Arizona, though.
2: It is on, it's on Minnesota's opponent, who happens to be Arizona this week. And let's, let's just look at three of the recent Viking games. The Detroit game. They had no business winning that game. Detroit's god-awful. Detroit completely outplayed them. Somehow Minnesota comes back, finds a way to win. You look at the game in London against New Orleans. New Orleans is no good. And those two teams play equal. uh, Double doink field goal doesn't go in for New Orleans at the end. I I was on the Vikings in that game. I was lucky to get a push at minus three in that Miami game. Skylar Thompson, Mm -hmm. you know, has plays for Miami for a half. Um, Miami completely, despite the fact they got a third string quarterback in there, dominates the stats. I know Teddy Bridgewater played the second half, and Minnesota goes three and out on 13 of their 15 possessions. This Miami dominates the stats, and Miami didn't even look good against Pittsburgh the following week uh, with their number one quarterback. I, I just look at Minnesota. How many times do they have
1: well, a have... number one quarterback coming back from an extended like brain trauma? <laughs>
2: <laughs> True. Bottom line is Minnesota, how many weeks in a row does Minnesota have to get ultra lucky and be in good situations for them to not be overvalued? They're so clearly overvalued. How
1: far, How long are we going to go before someone mentions Minnesota's off a of bye?
2: Well, so is Arizona's off an extended break because they had the I, Thursday game. I mean, yeah. it so it's 10 deny. days versus 14 days. And also, the one but, thing, uh, to be fair, schedule-wise, this is a game last year. Minnesota had Arizona beat, like, week one, and Minnesota missed a long field goal. I don't like that, okay? that's why the
1: revenge on Minnesota. So here's yeah, what I'm going view to do.
2: View the, they could view this game as the object of their destruction last year. It all started to go south early when they lost the game they should have beaten Arizona in.
1: Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer you guys an opportunity. Scott said— that he doesn't think Arizona is going to start slow anymore. I will take Minnesota in the first half. If you guys are interested, so you can get a little no vig action with me. A- anyone got an appetite for that? What are you laying? Well, whatever the market is. I just want the market. It's, I
2: want the three and a half. It's the th- all Minnesota does is play close games, and all Minnesota mm. does is like like get get up oftentimes.
0: Market right now is Cardinals plus three first half. I'll take plus it. three. Really?
1: No way. Wait, you found some – what book is that? That's a square book. Well, I'll take the square book. No, you know no, I don't, I, no, 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 no. I think two – Fez, what do you see there? It now, would be 2.75. That's what I'm thinking. I, so, Okay.
4: It's like almost a consensus three. Oh, really? uh, who, but who, it's is a, that right? Who is in a three? Uh, so it's circa's three minus 100 on Minnesota, So and then plus three minus 120 on Arizona. Uh, and that's the same as Westgate. Uh, same I'll as, lay the minus 120. Take the plus three. Yeah, I I think taking even money would be not fair for you.
1: Well, hold on a second. Is there anyone at two and a half? No. There's not any two. So you know what this is saying, Fez? The Arizona uh, troubles in the first half have finally caught up to the market. Yes. Wow. Wow. Because Minnesota, in my rankings, is actually the fourth best first half team. Mm -hmm. And Arizona's 29 in the first half. So... Boy, that two and a half. No, three is worth uh, how much relative? Uh, uh, 20 cents. So about the, the same, same as the game. Yes,
2: in the yeah. first half of three. So,
1: so effectively, if so I'm getting half of that if I take plus 100. So it's 2.75, that yeah. bet. Hmm. All right, I'm going to wait. Maybe it dips down, Though that feels like it keeps going that way. I think it
2: dips because I think the game will dip. And with the game dips, the first Ooh. half will, will come along
1: for the ride. Well, listen, if you uh, if you see all joking aside, if you, you see it two and a half, yeah, if you see it two minus even if ten, it's, yeah. Well, I think, um, well, let's two and a half minus twenty would be the same as the other bet we have now. But right? if this game
2: drops to like yeah. three point two, you're going to get a two and a
3: half. Yeah, if I can get a two and a half, <laughs> I'll uh, keep
1: my eye out. Thank you. Um, by the way, I mean we don't usually give Thursday picks, but I like Baltimore. In the first half of that game, um, Fez, what do you what have you seen in that game? Yeah,
2: pick minus fifteen, readily available still, and yeah. p- and the reason for that is because the spread was one and a half to two, and now the spread's one, so money is a little money's coming on the game on Tampa Bay. Yeah, so so like I, I talk about the first half just mimicking the the, the game line. That's just, so the first half line has adjusted downward slightly.
1: Okay, hey, last question on Minnesota is. Do you feel like that you do this? If Minnesota were four and three, you wouldn't be so against them. And the market would probably have them no, priced this about this. This team stinks. So, so what I'm saying, so you think they're below average?
2: Yes. Oh, but no, no, because I've got them rated a half point better than an average team.
1: Okay. And All and right, you, so I don't. And what do you have Arizona rated as? I
2: have Arizona rated half a point worse than an average team. So I've got them one point apart.
1: Okay. So let's look at – last thing here. We can look at uh, two quick things. One is what do the drive – what does the drive success rate say? Because we got a dispute here. Minnesota whoa, oh uh-oh. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look – oh, wait. Where are they at? Oh, Minnesota, number 11 in the NFL. About one point better than an average team. They're actually right behind the Giants. And, yeah. Or – yeah, and then we got Arizona. Uh oh, uh oh. They're number twenty-three. So they, they say there's about a two and a half uh, two two-point difference between. So it's really one point. I think you're high on Arizona by about a point. Is my gut feeling. Mm. Uh, real quick here, we'll take a look at the um, uh, adjusted. So your
2: numbers would make the spread right where it's at.
1: Yeah, yeah. Adjusted scores here, real quick, and let's just, and then we'll move on. Because whenever we have a dispute, might as well see what the power ratings say. So in this one, Minnesota is exactly an even team with no consideration for strength of schedule yet. Arizona is four points worse than an even team. Wow.
2: Yeah, and I'm worried about the Arizona side of this bargain. There's no doubt about that. It
1: might not be a bargain. I
2: wish Minnesota was playing somebody else because I'm ready to bet against Minnesota every
1: week. Yeah, well, maybe they get lucky. If Arizona is bad, it sets up a bigger yes. bet for you next time. Uh, real quick, Minnesota's had a tougher schedule. Wow, that's that's kinda... surprising. Let's see here. They Min...
4: played the Eagles, and I guess the Packers win is probably not what it used to be, but, but asterisk they played the... almost no
2: one since. But steps. your Miami strength of schedule, you got Miami. No,
1: I, actually, looking at this, uh, I had it lined up wrong, minus one point for Minnesota, minus one. Uh, so they're a below average strength of scheduled by one point. And Arizona is minus 1.3. So, it, yeah. So I think this comes down to your Arizona rating. If you, if you agree with it, mm-hmm. I think everyone agrees Minnesota is slightly better than an average I team.
2: like what I saw from Hopkins. You know what else I like from Arizona? I like the fact that A.J. Green did not see the playing field. I like that. So
0: there's some rumors that A.J. Green could be on the move.
2: Yes,
1: but that's well, you clearly be on the move when he runs retirement? Retirement? to
0: possibly Green Bay.
1: Oh my good God! Good luck with <laughs> that. They washed his wash. I be. hope. I hope Green Bay pays for Claypool out the wazoo. Yeah. Is what yeah. I'm hoping for. Um, that does bring up a good point. None of these numbers, performance based, account for the one game of Hopkins. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's he worth? I mean, even point. a point. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe a point and a half. You
2: got Robbie Anderson now getting it. He's a capable wide receiver. Yeah, know? that's a
1: good point. All right, next game.
4: That would be you and I double liking our four weights.
1: Well, that's unusual. I'll let you start. Yeah, the New
4: England Patriots. Ooh. And I, listen, this is mostly about what happened last week for me. Belichick off a blow off loss. Following a 21 plus point ATS loss, Belichick is 11 and one. The following game, 11 point margin.
1: On to Cincinnati.
4: Yeah. Oh, so oh, wow. the, the history against Belichick or with Belichick against young and or limited quarterbacks is too wow. lengthy. Yeah, but for me for uh, me to let one game against Justin Fields take yeah. me off of it, yeah. I, I, I still think Zach Wilson is one of if not the worst quarterback in the league. And now he's not going to have Brees Hall to bail him out. I, I, I think the, and this is another one where the Pats have lost to the Jets or the Pats have not lost to the Jets since 2015. That's a long time to not lose a game to that team. Belichick owns the Jets. I think they just continue to dominate them. I, I, the Pats can't possibly be as bad as they looked
0: last week. Any thoughts on Mac getting the start over Bailey Zappi? Is, is it confirmed? Yeah. Okay. Last I saw, Belichick was uh,
4: his typical Belichick, not saying anything. But oh, we have a quarterback, and we're going to play quarterback. I, I mean, we played the clips on Straight Out of Vegas where he yeah. he was basically saying we went into this knowing we were going to play two quarterbacks, and if if he starts Mac Jones, that's probably what they're going to say again if he has
1: to pull him for Bailey's app. Well, which I kind of like. I mean, let's be honest. If you have a, if we use baseball as an analogy. If you got a starter that isn't rock solid, mm-hmm. you want to have a good long sure. reliever ready to go, right? It's an advantage. I agree. Um, I also think Mac Jones, to some degree, from what I'm hearing, got too big for his britches a little bit, meaning he didn't want to be a, a, a system quarterback. He didn't. He didn't want to be a game manager. Yeah. So I think that by having the alternative sitting right there, it, it's going to maybe settle him down a little bit because he played very well the first half of last year when he was more conservative. Here's what would uh, – Lombardi, Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, uh, worked for Belichick, uh, worked with Belichick in Cleveland, worked for him in New England, has Super Bowl rings with him. He knows them, all right? Well, he said that Belichick – put this in your book, he said <laughs> – no, I am saying that. But is when you have a running quarterback, the principles of the New England defense can't handle it it's a problem and he named seven quarterbacks Josh Allen being one of them mm-hmm. and what we've seen is he's really struggled if it's not 100 miles an hour wind <laughs> he really struggles against buffalo and lamar baltimore just beat him he they're they a little bit slow they were a lot slow last year. They're a little bit slow at inside linebacker at, at all positions on D, pretty much, not all. But, you know, so to me, that's a problem against a fast, you know, a running quarterback, except the Jets don't have that. Right. And I think what I'm going to be doing is looking to play Pats or pass when it's not a running quarterback, because it makes a ton of sense, and vice versa, either play against them or pass when they do, because. Chicago is about the worst version of a running quarterback you could have cuz they're not even two
4: dimensional. They're not he's not a dual threat. He's a one threat. But it's he, just a, But
1: he is a dual threat. He can throw the ball pretty well. It's just if the defense is playing the pass, it's hard right. for him. And I'm not listen. I mean, I tell you this, if if There's a lot of serious scouts that love fields still. I would make the case prior to that most recent game, or at least two games back, he was the worst quarterback in the league this year. It would have been hard to argue it. But it does feel like the last two have been two of his better games. And obviously, the New England game being one, personally, I, I think it's Belichick's motivation. I think you know, off the loss, off the big loss, off the embarrassing loss, And I also think he does have the Jets number. He certainly has Wilson's number. I think it all lines up. And the question is, is there a running quarterback? The answer is no. So New England, to me, fair bet. I like it for me. What do you guys think? What do you think, Scott? Uh,
0: I think Brees Hall not being on this Jets team is a huge loss. And yet you still have Michael Carter. Robinson comes in, obviously, from the Jaguars. week, I think, is going to be Yeah, we'll see how much impact he's going to have.
1: Would you agree— a game-breaker is what they need. They need someone to do make big plays, mm-hmm. not a guy to get six yards. Yeah. I'm not sure Robinson's that guy. No, right?
0: And if they trusted Carter to be the guy, they wouldn't have traded for Robinson. So obviously they liked having two backs with Carter splitting time as opposed to him being the bell cow. Uh, Carter's terrible. I think that's what we sure. He's just not very good. I think it's going to have a significant impact on this Jets team. I would have to see how the Jets play in this first game without him before I can even trust backing them at all.
1: I do like what the Jets did to get Robinson for the long term. Yeah, I mean because they had a problem and they acted on mm-hmm. it. And and they listen. Well, they realized they're within reach of a playoff spot. No doubt. But the thing is, they since the fourth quarter of the Pittsburgh game, the Jets have not allowed Wilson to beat them. Effectively, they said, "You sit back, don't beat us. We got this, bro." But now, without <laughs> without their game breaker, it blows out his knee. It, now he might have to make some throws. What do you think, Fez?
2: You know, I can't get past that 12-0 and 0 series history straight up. I know 8-4 and four against the spread. We measure things by against the spread. But this is a very competitive spread, and Belichick hates losing to the Jets. I can't get past that. I do think, like, maybe we're overreacting in some of these other games to series history. I think this one matters. There's no way I would bet the Jets against Belichick.
1: Now, what's funny, if you look at the look-ahead here, the look-ahead was minus one, New England minus one. And the Jets win— New England gets embarrassed and it's now two and a half.
2: Makes us realize we got to bet more on these look aheads.
1: But, but it also makes the point, I think, that that Belichick losing almost because it's so known makes them more attractive. Yeah, yeah. I think it's and, a, a, a losing. It's a
0: combination of yeah, losing at we that call,
1: point. Well, like, I mean you yeah. can't have a rookie
0: well, worth more than that. The favorite for offensive rookie yeah. of the year, not just any
1: rookie. Who was last year's offensive rookie of the year? Mm,
0: <laughs> Mac Jones,
1: right? No, no. Chase. Oh, yeah. Chase. Chase, yeah. So the fact we he's don't know good. probably tells us it doesn't mean yeah. all that much. Um, no, no. But doubt. Chase
2: was worth a good point and a quarter to the Bengals. I don't know. Maybe yeah. not with their other wide receivers. That's, but yeah, I guess put- just,
4: just Brees Hall's been such a factor for this Jets. Off. I mean, he's such a, a workhorse for them. I, I don't know. I'm not saying he's worth uh, worth a half more than a half point. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I
2: think he's worth one. You think? I think so. He's the rare... You know, a lot of times these rookie running backs don't realize they got the Earl Campbell thing going on where they just run hard each and every play until they get hurt.
1: Until they're, they're in a walker. Yeah. Okay, next up, my three weight. Fez, I think this is the third time in four weeks I'm playing Jacksonville after telling you how bad they are. <laughs> but the spot, you know, That's I. Right. I uh, that's right. <laughs> there is that on the other side. <laughs> Has anyone fallen faster than Russell Wilson? Oh man! I
0: mean, for, for me, I was gone when uh, what they played so many primetime games. I can't remember. But he's got his big chain hanging out of his shoulder pads, and I'm just like, who do you think you are? Like, you're you're playing a game and you're sucking, right? Like, no touchdowns are being scored, and yet you got this giant bling hanging out. Of Maybe your he's making a statement
1: that he knew he was going into, like, middle career, end of career, and he got some $100 million. You know, this could be the year. That is a gangster.
2: This could be the year of the drop-off of the quarterbacks with Rodgers and Ryan and Brady and Man, Wilson. Is Brady I mean,
1: really dropped off? Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe a little, but man, I think Brady's still top five quarterback. Yeah,
2: but Matt Ryan went from oh. from perceived to be an average quarterback to out of the league, all in like a couple games.
1: You're not allowed to play because you might get injured, and thus we'd have to have you on contract. You're next back year. to doing
2: commercials <laughs> with ice tea for Todd deter, for Tide detergent.
1: All right. So my first thought here is Jacksonville has a home field advantage in London. Faz, you've been the one to talk about that. I, a lot. I think
2: it might be big, bigger than Jacksonville. Yes, because of the familiarity of going (laughs) across the the, the Atlantic and just knowing the right way to approach all
1: this. Pop pop up Denver's schedule real quick, please. Go ahead. And Doug Peterson
4: did this trip a couple years ago uh, when he was coaching Philly. He did a game in London.
1: Okay, okay. So I think Denver is really fatigued.
2: How do West Coast teams – and I and mountain teams do going to to London. Well, I would
1: think worse. Yeah, a lot of times though, they the NFL lets them have a like. Remember, New Orleans had this where they go, they left from Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes that But happens. then
2: you're stuck in London for a week, which is we've we've all heard is bad. You know that.
1: Mm. So let's look at this now. Broncos had a monster game against Seattle. They lose on Monday night. They have a too tight game against the Texans, but they win, okay? Then against the 49ers, remember, that was a TV game. That was a war. 11-10. 11-10. Then they play the Raiders, and the Raiders beat them 32-23, okay? Then they play the Colts. Game of the year. (laughs) 9-12, as you would say it, Fez. No touchdowns. All right, that was at home. And then they went away to the Chargers, okay? 16 to 9, they lose. Muff punt. And then they play the Jets at home. It feels like to me that if you look at, and maybe I'm not feeling this as much as I was because I was looking at it saying, man, they're going to be tired as all get out. But I guess they had the home game. And, hmm, what do you, no, no, yeah, they, well, they had the home, I guess that chart, I don't know, I don't know, edit, 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 I don't know why I fucked this up, I, I had the charges, <coughs> or I had the Broncos clear my head, they had a real tough schedule here, and I don't think that carries any weight, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill that part if you guys don't mind. Okay. Alright, um,
3: three. I found it interesting, Nephilo has Denver, the lowest power rated team. Is that
1: right? Yeah. Okay, I didn't look at that. That's interesting. Why don't you pop in without you know when it's appropriate? Oh. Three, two, one. Jacksonville is a wise guy favorite. I mean, I think it was Chris Andrews was saying that if you didn't have Jacksonville last week, you have to turn in your wise guy card. There was yes, that, <laughs> it was mandatory. That, that many people. We had them in the contest. But if you look at the numbers, I see why they love this team. Jacksonville is number 13 by dry, in the drive success rate. 13, that's saying a half point better than an average team. And then if we look at our adjusted scores, I mean, to me, this is just a power ratings play. The number of wins and the pedigree, not just a power ratings play, but a power ratings play. The pedigree of Jacksonville, meaning the lack of pedigree, Is so pronounced when they're losing. They look at that bad record, and they think, ah, same old Jags. I don't think it's the same old Jags, even though they're losing a lot of games. No doubt about that. And right here we got Jacksonville. Let's see here. What do you think? I mean, what do you got them, Fez?
2: I have them tied for 15th with three other
1: clubs. Tied for 15th with three other clubs. Okay. Who are those three others?
2: New England, Tennessee,
1: Arizona. You got Tennessee that high? You don't want to.
2: I you know, that's a that's a healthy Tannehill rating on Tennessee. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so so it should be lower.
4: If you So a healthy Tannehill, the Titans are an equal team with the Jags?
2: Yes. But they that's probably I being overly optimistic. That. Tennessee sucks. Tennessee's a bad team.
4: Okay. All d right. I, I, I don't maybe I'm just silly here. I, I there was a the two games that Trevor Lawrence played well early in the season. And then he's turned back into last year's Trevor Lawrence. The last four games, he's been awful. Now nah, he played. He played
2: a good game last no, week. No, he did not. The, Who the told offense. You that? The offense played a good game. Who
1: are we talking about? Trevor Lawrence. Oh,
2: I don't know about Trevor Lawrence, but I know that they moved effortlessly up and down the
1: field until they turned it over in the red zone. Well, not so effortless. No. Uh, all right. So here's what confuses me, and I get the whole Russell Wilson might not play, but this line opened Jacksonville four. Right? Now it's down to two and a half. Is I, this just Russell Wilson? I think so. Is he really that much of a – I guess going to bet was against the quarterback
0: doing high knees on the plane?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so two and a half implies that Jacksonville is a slightly better team. You know, McKenzie – This game is in London. Say it again? This game is in London. Exactly. So we'll give them
2: one and a quarter for, for familiarity. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, we were talking – were you asleep earlier? We were talking about the home field that Jacksonville has in London.
0: The Jags don't play well, though, as favorites. They're zero five straight up as favorites since 2020, and they failed to cover those games by 16.8 points per game.
1: No, I hear you. I hear you. If this game wasn't in Jack, I like the Jackson, or I, I'm sorry, I like the London part of this. And the favorites
4: sp- do do well in London.
1: Yeah, yeah. but It's such a small favorite. I'm, you know, I, I mean, how good is Denver? Is the question?
4: I think Denver's the best
3: defense in the league and the worst offense in the league.
1: One of the That's power a pretty good we...
3: characterization. Hmm. Go ahead, McKenzie. One of the power ratings we follow, Neflo, as the Broncos, is the lowest power-rated team. We know their D's good. Their stats are good. Their stats
2: are that of a uh, winning team because their D is so good.
1: Well, so in the adjusted scores, we got Jacksonville two points better than an average team, and we've got Denver one point better than an average team. So... To me, this is a this is a Russell Wilson fatigue, and I'm talking about the team. <laughs> how, do you real? Would you want to be on that team at this point? Him doing high knee high knee high stuff, like he's got Olivia Newton John playing. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it sounds like these guys. I mean, how did the Olivia Newton John? What's the reference there? Let's get physical. physical. <laughs> <laughs> if you save that, do. <laughs> save that drop, save that drop. The the first guest Dave Letterman ever had on NBC was Bill Murray, and at the time, "Let's Get Physical" was like the number one song in the country. He comes out to it in like a jogging outfit, a headband. He's <laughs> she just <laughs> passed away, you know. Yeah,
2: 10 days It's
1: ago. on YouTube. Yeah, not her passing away. The Bill Murray. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, I think what Seattle's. Former players have done with the public hate. Uh, I mean, it seems like hate is the only way to say of Wilson. I think it gives permission to the other Denver players to say, What's with this guy? Mm. Right? Because when you got Sherman saying it, you got other. uh, How often do you hear a, a Super Bowl winning team? And look how good Seattle is. We, yeah,
2: we kept saying, you know, Russell's the only thing that's helping this team I, I win four games. That. I
1: never said that. I always was, I've been a skeptic since you've known me on yep. Russell Wilson. I, I just don't think short, I don't think <clears throat> that you can break the rules after 50 years and think that a short quarterback's going to be just fine. When he had the fit, and I think Kyler Murray's the same way. When he loses that, la- that, that extra physical domination that Kyler has, he won't be any good.
2: Yeah, and Russell Wilson has lost that. When was the last time you saw him scrambling for a first down?
1: Someone was was saying recently they were watching a game from like four years ago and that he looked like a whole different player. Yeah, he does. He looks slow. I remember th- you were kind of at the... Cru- I remember right when Wilson was emerging, like two years after the Super Bowl because he was a game manager mostly there. You were you had him your number one quarterback. Number one. Number one. Better than Brady because you thought Brady
2: he's, was getting he's old. He's not
1: there no more. <laughs> Where do you got him now? 22nd. All right. Any other thoughts on this one? No, sir. All right. Next game. That would be my
4: two-weight game, the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Homer, minus. Did you,
1: hear, did you hear about the illness? I did hear the that
4: there's. I, I don't know what it is. I, I is it the flu or what? I don't know. It Doesn't right. sound good. Is it the Vegas flu? <laughs> <laughs> but the Saints are looking exactly what we thought. What we thought they were. They they look like a team that's just beat up beyond recognition.
2: What we thought they were week four.
4: Yeah. Well, we what we thought they were since like yeah even yeah. since like week two or three. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the bodies to keep up with NFL teams. And they were able to put up some garbage time points last week. It made the loss to Arizona look at least somewhat respectable. But there's just not much to like here. Winston is not going to play. Michael Thomas is still questionable, doubtful. But he's been questionable for the last three weeks. They would say, oh, he might be back this week. Who cares if he's back? I don't think it matters. Uh, And now Andy Dalton's coming. Apparently he's going to start. Yeah. He had a back injury last week, so now we've got a limited Andy Dalton, or we've got a Taysom Hill, Jake Luton game. None of that sounds like a good thing. And then the Raiders have just become a much more balanced offense with Josh Jacobs starting to show
0: up. And it, I will say, Josh Jacobs has looked—he's
4: unbelievable, tremendous. He's been arguably the best running back in the league so far this year. Yeah,
0: for PFF, I believe he—he's
4: number one the number one running back per PFF this year. So add in Devontae Adams, they're just a balanced offense. Uh, They're supposed to get Darren Waller back this week. I don't know how the Saints defense holds the Raiders down here. The Raiders have lost their three road games by a combined eight points. That was week one against the Chargers when the Chargers were still healthy, the Titans, and the Chiefs. I think the Raiders
0: are better than what their record says, certainly, and I think that's making the Raiders have value. Saints on extended rest since 2017 are seven and ten ATS. Yeah, I, I've got nothing good to say about
2: the. Saints. You know, I kind of like I like the team total for the Raiders also. But oh, it's got to be around 25. Over? I mean, doesn't it feel like the Raiders are getting to 28? Well, they've gone game?
4: over in four straight. Games. Yeah, the Raiders' yeah. offense is clicking, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, we really we we're, we're bullish on the Raiders' offense. The defense, yeah. Well, but the so defense, but it,
4: great. You're playing the Saints, sure. who, who are gonna—they're gonna give you points. They, mm-hmm. The uh, this, the this—the Saints' offense is just broken. It's broken, and that's why they were trying to rush Jameis
2: back. He's Andy not Dalton ready. Got into the end zone back-to-back plays at the end of the first half. Oh,
4: that was the wrong end zone. That's <laughs> the wrong end zone.
1: You know, it's, neither of those plays apparently were graded against him by PFF. Oh, is that right? And otherwise, he had a good game. Mm. You know, the th- ball he
4: threw to Isaiah Simmons—I don't know how that can't be against him, like. That's another one we looked at on the All 22. Where I think
1: write a letter to PFF?
4: <laughs> maybe so, but I mean, he threw it to a linebacker standing in the middle of the yeah, field. Yeah, it was who, it was really weird. <laughs> the, there was the one that was the popped up ball from Marquez Callaway. That's not on Andy Dalton. That that was on Callaway 100. percent But that the Simmons pick, I don't know how you made that throw the, if he you're a pro quarterback. The, didn't see the coverage.
0: Yeah,
1: Wait, Kenzie, can you check to see if he had any turnover-worthy plays? Yep. Because maybe I'm misremembering that.
2: I actually have the Raiders by seventh-rated team. Wow, which shocks what? me, and I'm not pro Raider. Just I'm, I'm like, how did that happen? It just snuck up on me.
1: So wait a minute, the Giants are six and one, <laughs> and how much would the Raiders be favored? I have
2: the Raiders three and a half on a neutral.
1: Does that feel right?
2: No, <laughs> no. I can tell you this though. I, I looked at some of the look ahead lines. The Giants are being extremely disrespected in the um in the futures markets, there's some lines out there that are just like crazy like used, like the Giants are like hosting Houston and they're laying three. I mean, it's just incredibly low lines.
1: We've got the adjusted scores Raiders minus one point on the league twenty five twenty six we got hmm. now, if you look at the drive chart the success rate, the Raiders are uh, oh, they're number sixteen so. They're exactly even. So, Fez, what numbers are you going by?
2: My weekly adjustments. So, the the trend is our friend. I, I guess recent play of the Raiders. You
1: mean as they've lost a bunch of games except
2: one?
4: No, they won two out of the last three, and then the loss was the one point loss against the Chiefs.
1: The one point loss against the Chiefs, um, and then they won. They they beat okay, the Broncos. So, so they were like oh for they were zero three or zero four. They were
4: zero three. Mm-hmm. Then they beat the Broncos lost by one to the Chiefs in Kansas City, and then beat the Texans last week. I,
2: I think I just didn't wow. dock them much for the Ari, for the Arizona loss when they blew the 16-point lead that I felt that that was like <laughs> you know, one of the
1: aberration phony but finals. That's what I don't understand. Isn't the fourth quarter when the whole game is decided typically?
2: It, 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 it was a miracle. It was like the Raiders' best pass rusher literally has Murray in his grasp and doesn't want to throw him to the ground and get flagged. And he somehow gets away and scores a touchdown. Still,
1: Arizona is not a good let's call it a coin flip game. Mm -hmm. Then it doesn't matter who wins. The game was in Las Vegas. You're right. Yeah, and and I mean Arizona's not an above average team. Nope. They certainly weren't then. They had hardly had any life up to that point. I guess I'm
2: I'm just so impressed with how the Raiders offense, now that the running back looks to be, you know, a a premier top three running no, back in the league. That that's changed. By, by, I I think their their offense
1: is as good as anyone, but Buffalo and Kansas City You might be right. I tell you this: this, this Jacobs, he had, he's had 170, I think it is yards or more in three games, or 140 or more. And there's only three players in the history of the NFL that's done that. Him. And it's like Eric Dickerson and Walter mm. Payton. It's a like good list. He's having, yeah. I'm not sure that's the two, but it's like I can't remember. It was like two Hall of Fame, like five best running backs of all time type. I saw something like from like fantasy perspective. He's like, it's it,
0: no one's done what he's done. He's about to get yeah. some money.
2: In a year where all the running backs are sucking,
1: you know. Now, I got some bad news for you guys. Diamond Dave Esler is coming in on the Saints. oh and this is the thing—he's contrarian. He doesn't let the he doesn't let the the, the fads dictate. You probably got the flu report. You said, <laughs> let's listen.
5: I love that I bet the Saints at home getting two points this week uh, in New Orleans. You know, they played with some heart last week in Arizona when it would have been really easy and almost understandable for them to fold after two quick pick sixes. And I'm not buying into the the Raiders beating Houston by 18. Yeah, you know, I'm happy that they did because I was on the over, but they were losing at home in that game going into the fourth, fourth quarter. They were out games. They let Houston average 6.2 yards per play, and they allowed Houston to convert 60% of their third downs. And their defense was a big reason why I liked their over last week. It's a big reason why I can't take them on the road this week. Uh, if and when I do better road team, they got to be able to play defense, and that's not Vegas. And I had to ask myself why the Raiders off seemingly an impressive 18 point win that really wasn't impressive at all, are only minus two at the Saints, when most people in recency bias saw the Saints last Thursday throwing away literally a game in Arizona. The Saints, well, they've been putting up points, 25 or more in four straight. The Raiders have not won a road game this season. They're on the East Coast again next week against Jacksonville, so the situation is not ideal. In fact, their only other win aside from that Houston win was the Broncos. They're the Broncos, inept Broncos, offense scored 23 points that's a season high for Denver output uh, and the Saints they've accounted themselves pretty well without Lattimore, Michael Thomas Jarvis Landry Anders Pete and Adam Troutman any of all of whom could see the field this week so give me the Saints uh, who are even at two and five they're only a game out of first in the NFC South uh, so yeah give me the Saints plus money and probably another WTF wrong team favorite football game I love the Saints plus two points.
1: All right, Diamond Dave there. And I tell you, I like a guy that doesn't get caught up in the fads. I do. Dave Esler, you can follow him on Twitter, Dave underscore Esler, E S S L E R, wins as much as anyone I've ever seen. And I've seen them all. I've had- <laughs> you
2: know who wins the most? Scott Seidenberg at hockey. Another hockey winner tonight, Scott? Another two hockey winners.
1: Damn. So is there a way to get those picks?
0: You can sign up for
1: a
2: package at pregame.com. What are you like 18 and 5?
0: That is correct. Good myth. Damn. You betting he's yet, Fez? He I knows started his hockey.
2: I started. Oh, when he sends them to me, it's like, oh, it's only a one-way, and I didn't send them to you, Fez. I even, sent
0: you a two-star and a one-star. Well, yeah, yeah after yeah. I asked
2: <laughs> Send me them all. I, I actually
1: <laughs> I actually let him talk hockey on SOV on Fox and after he did like a you know ninety second dissertation on it, I go, Now you may say puck. What is this puck I, that you mentioned?
4: <laughs> Actually um, I, I, I got part of the story where I shook you awake and then you said what? Oh, yeah. I, I try, <laughs> just can't find the
2: ball.
1: I keep looking where is the ball? <laughs> All right. So anything else on that
4: one? No. And we're doing something a little different this week, where you may note none of us have a one weight. Ooh! So how are we going to figure this out? We're going to go through the rest of the games that nobody has a play on.
1: And remember, now mm-hmm. we could have we could have like tacked on one of the other plays. Sure, you can tack on to one of the ones that's already been made, but mm-hmm. we'll give our thoughts on I, the like, games let's left. Let's
2: try to find one weights, and we'll try side. and
4: find a uh, a winner here. Let's start with the we'll, uh, yeah go rotational the Bears and the Cowboys. Cowboys minus nine and a half.
1: All right, Dak, if you actually look, you could say, "Oh, the Dallas offense didn't look all that good. It was such a tight game late, then they surge." Actually, Dak had some really good stats in that game. So, I think considering that the guys that watched the All-22 like AJ and Scott, um, they say that his his hand looked it looked fine. It didn't seem to be limiting him and there was a little rust, I think, but man, there wasn't much, and I think he's better next week. And here's what's encouraging to, about Dallas. Their defense is, I think, now almost consensus the best in the league. I mean, that's what, what – what do you think, Fez? Yeah, I agree. All right. So, you – no?
4: Buffalo and Denver I like a little better uh, than them. Uh, Dallas defense just feels like they're so turnover-dependent.
1: Well, when they keep getting turnovers... That doesn't sound like you, though. Well, but here's the thing, is when you have great pass rush... It does lead to more turnovers. Sure.
2: You know, if Buffalo has the best defense, again, we got to bet Buffalo plus 250. <laughs> okay. We know they have the best offense. You well, get the best offense and I, the best defense. I don't even think Buffalo's the
1: head. Is Buffalo number two now in, in uh, football outsiders? Yeah. Yeah. They're not even number one in DVOA.
4: No, they're number, number one in offense, or number two in offense. So number one overall, but number two in offense.
1: Really? I thought Kansas City was one. Kansas I, City's one in offense. Uh, take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo one, Philly two. Kansas City, three. Oh, okay. um, oh but they, sw- oh, in offense. Because they were one and one. That was the first yeah, team since yeah. 2003. Chiefs, number one in offense now. Bills, number one in defense. Cowboys, two. Broncos, three. Um, now, here's the thing. With Cooper Rush, they did a lot of the cheat code stuff, like play-action-passing, mo- like all this, a like, quick game, all this stuff you hear so much, blah, blah, blah. They did weren't doing that, because Dak's a great quarterback, they thought, so let's let him stand in the pocket and d- mm-hmm. Now, in this game, they started adopting some of that, the easy stuff, which means all of a sudden now Dak maybe has a third of his throws are not as hard as they've been, and he can focus more on – and again, they say mentally, the game, it's so mentally tough to play quarterback that if you're always back in the pocket, you're always almost ready to get hit. It can it like fatigue you emotionally, or I don't even know, your nerves, I guess, throughout the game. Well, even when,
2: when you watch in slow motion – and the quarterback throws over the middle and completes it, and the guy's open. All right. Then you look at the the all twenty two or whatever, and all the defenders. Or the view from the quarter. The dude isn't open. There's four defenders. If he, if he underthrows it, overthrows it, throws it left, throws it the right. It's an interception. I mean, it's it's so difficult. The stress
1: involved with each and every play. But some of those plays, it's not as stressful. You know, the the new age coordinators mm-hmm. can get them some easy stuff, and that's what they had to do for Cooper Rush. It looks like they're adopting it for Dak. I think that's a big deal. I'm, You know what? I'm going to start the trend. One star for me, Dallas. Because I think Chicago, it was deceptive what they did on Monday because, again, of the, the running quarterback against Belichick, which I didn't understand as fully as I do now. I'm going with Dallas.
2: I'm going Dallas also. Ooh. So here's, here's a trend. Back-to-back road games uh-huh. off a short week. All right? So you, you don't get your full complement mm. of rest. Chicago qualifies... 17 and 23 against the spread. So these back to back road team short
1: rest don't do well. Oh, and that's a lot of traveling all the way up to New England, all the way down to D- Dallas. So and, the Bears
0: and, did play one game on short rest this year was the Thursday night game against the Commanders. They lost 12 7.
2: And on top of it, it almost qualifies for you win as a double. Remember, you win as a double digit dog, and that's a terrible spot to go on the road mm-hmm. the next game. Well, they didn't win as a double digit dog. They were catching eight and a half to nine. So they were almost a double-digit mm-hmm, dog as mm-hmm. well. So the confluence of both those factors, one-star Dallas for me.
0: Dak Prescott as a favorite of more than a touchdown is eight and one straight up, seven and two ATS. That
2: surprises me.
1: Any thoughts, Sage? I
4: think this is, this is a game where an injury uh, is probably a good thing for the Cowboys because it looks like Zeke Elliott's not going to play. Tony Pollard is the third graded running back by PFF behind Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb, and he gets 40% less carries than Zeke Elliott does. But remember,
1: Zeke is one of the best pass blockers in the league, and and that is very important at running backs. It It is, but against the Bears,
2: it's not really because the Bears have the worst pass rush in the league. Who's the number three running back? That's a good question. Now we got rep- we got to replace Pollard as their number two running back, and he's no, but the best give, number two in the in yeah. The league.
1: But they can give, but they can give Pollard a lot m- yeah. more carries for one game. Yes. Except, that, you know, they, are they going to be worried about? You know, you got to wonder to some degree are they, are they oppressing his stats so he doesn't command as much on the market? Pollard, you mm. got to wonder. So, anything else on Dallas? No. All right, so we got two one stars already in the bank. Go ahead. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 10.5 point dogs at the Eagles. I will just say quickly, I think Pittsburgh's got to be fatigued. Every game is a war because, I mean, I guess the Buffalo game wasn't. They either get crushed or it's a war. They haven't won one easily. And this game came
2: down to the final
1: drive.
2: Mm -hmm. They all have. Pretty much. I mean, except when I got crushed. And I assume it was a warm night in Miami. Was a I can't recall what the temperature was.
1: But, yeah, I don't think a week later they're going to be fatigued yeah. from.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you because I, I, I was as I was watching the Steelers against Miami, I was, I was thinking to myself, God, they're they're about to be. You know, their records now of a bad team. I don't remember the Steelers being bad. Like in the Tomlin era, like it. It, it just well, can't. First
1: of all, Big Ben, you're not going to be bad with Big Ben. He's an elite or was an elite quarterback. I also think you got to remember, you can't take away your best defensive player and be right. a defensive team. Yeah. Right. But the identity of the Steelers for all this time is that they've been able to run the ball and they've been able to play defense. And they, they haven't been able to run the ball for a long Like, Lavion Bell was the last guy who yeah, could maybe you're really right. run the ball, the ball. And he really was a receiver, you know. But they're now like no, one of the— No, that's the
2: O-line. W- and the fact their running back's banged up right now is just mm-hmm. not
1: 100%. I think the O-line's been a problem for yeah. three years. It's
2: probably why Najee got
1: banged up. <laughs> no doubt. So I, so I would say this. If Pittsburgh's got the energy, they're going to fight— it just sometimes it feels like that they play such tough games. They're almost like a boxer, you know, one of those like uh Hispanic boxers that just take a ton of punishment, but they win. Well, by the time they're thirty-three, they're done. It's over. Yeah. So I don't know. No moss. Uh, yeah. Philly is undefeated off of a bye. Yep.
2: Twenty-six and I showed twenty-six and fifteen against the spread.
1: Undefeated again. Uh,
2: undefeated team. Oh. Then they get a buy. They come back, re, 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 revigorate, Let's be the Miami Dolphins in 1972. Oh, okay. When
0: those teams we have are a home, okay. When those teams are home, 14 and two ATS. 14. Wow, oh, now that's a good trend. That's a good oh. trend. So
2: undefeated team
0: buy buy home game home game, home game. It's a celebration. 15 and one straight up. 14
2: and two ATS. I'm not stepping against that. Although I do think Tomlin's historically been a good dog. I don't and, have the numbers. And the on them, city's
0: we- alive. The Phillies are in the, the World Series. Come on.
1: But remembering <laughs> that, that's oh, interesting. Remember. Tom, Tomlin several? would only be a dog. Tomlin would that only game. be a dog, twice a year, three right. times mm-hmm. a year. Now he's a dog almost every game. It, <laughs> you, you can't keep that focus, you know. That's
2: I, a great point. And
4: Philly, the only uh, their top five offensive and defensive DVOA, the only other team that's top five in both is Buffalo, and we saw what Buffalo did to this team.
0: Yeah, that's cute. Don't, do you think? The, well, do you think that Philly <laughs> wants to prove themselves? Faulty final, though. <laughs> do you think that Philly wants to prove themselves, like, like to just, just show that they're on par with Buffalo? I think so. And if I, Buffalo put a hurtin' on this uh, Steelers team, now the Eagles are gonna run, run up the right. Eagle, on the
1: on next, game. next game. Next <laughs> game. <laughs> Miami minus three and a half at Detroit. All right, Tua didn't look good, but he he didn't seem afraid to take hits. I, yeah, I, that's a good point. He put his head down. He looked good. you know he looked good for a quarter then he started
2: trying to throw interceptions the rest so of the game. So how
0: much does the speed of Miami on the fast track in Detroit worry you for the Lions perspective? Mm. Cuz I think this could be a big I think the Dolphins the Dolphins were almost going to be my two. So this my this is my one I think right now is the Dolphins. Uh, they're the fifth best red zone offense in the NFL. And the Lions, as much as everyone loves loved the fighting Dan Campbell's with the hard knocks boost coming into the season, it, it's been a real drop off, and they've looked like the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff is one seven and one straight up against the AFC, playing in games since 2020. So uh, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, what does that mean? It means I don't trust Jared Goff in, the, in a, a game that he's not familiar with the opponent.
2: Detroit plays offensively better at home. This sure looks like a shootout to me. I know the total's sky high at 51. Yeah, but
0: I'm on Ross St. R- St. Brown's banged up. De-
4: DeAndre Swift's Swift, probably up. Yeah, not going to again. Well, the first four games, season, 35 points per game for the Lions. Say that again. The first four games of the season, 35 points per game on their offense. But now what's happened. the last two games, are injured, yeah. The last two games, three points per game. You're right. So, like, if you're the worst defense in the league and you're scoring 35 points a game, you can compete. If you're the worst
1: defense in the league and you're scoring three points per game – you're just the worst team mm. in the league. you got to wonder, did Belichick show the playbook mm. by stopping them? I mean, Dallas is a good D, but who's to say, right? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, now, Fez, you had Detroit in the very bottom of your rankings, <coughs> and I was skeptical of that on Monday. But looking here at the drive success rate, number 30, number 30, Detroit, only Houston and Carolina below them, uh, seven and a half points worse than an average team. Yeah. So, yeah, and now they're more injured. This is the whole season without injuries being considered. And uh, Miami, obviously a lot of games with backups and whatever, they're about uh, a slightly above an average team. But when there's injuries, you you know, the performance type uh, power ratings aren't as good, you know. Sure. All right, next game. Let's go to oh, the- are you going to make that your one? It's pretty close <laughs> for right, me. We'll, we'll get yeah. it at the end. Anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee Titans minus two at the Texans. All right. So, Fez, you got uh, Houston how many points better than Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> I have Houston a minus five and a half. Uh-huh. I have
2: Tennessee a minus a half. That's with a healthy 10 ale five on a neutral. Healthy 10 How healthy is 10 I don't know. That's why I passed this game. Wouldn't surprise me if he's nowhere close to being healthy.
1: Now, you were thinking Monday he, d- he doesn't play. Yeah. But you've got sense now he will. Yeah. But, again, mobility is important for him. Um, if it's announced
4: Tannehill plays, this line goes back to you're on the right side of three, even if he's limited, right, You're if you want.
2: No. You don't no. think it moves at all? I, go, I think it moves, but I, I, at most, I think it goes, it goes to 2.85.
1: Well, here's the thing, Fez. I kind of disagree because if you look at the World Open mm-hmm. – which apparently wasn't considering Tannehill. I don't know how that was. Maybe the walking boot maybe hadn't come out yet.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Three and a half this opened. Mm, so, right? So it was look ahead was three. It's three and a half it opened. Then it went to two upon. I'm going
2: to recant. If he plays, it'll go to three.
1: Wow. Well, yeah. It seems like three and a half. Well, I it guess won't he won't three. be 100%. Yeah. Yet.
2: So it'll go three.
1: That Which was the look ahead. Mm-hmm. But again, at some point, Houston seems to be competitive, but they don't cover a lot of games. So this
2: is interesting.
0: Davis, this is going to be Davis Mills' 18th career start. All 18 are as an underdog. He's 3 13 and 1 straight up in his career. He has never closed below a three and a half point underdog. So
1: this is the most competitive game. This is the <laughs> this closest is
0: spread. That the Texans with Davis Mills at quarterback has ever seen, That's and he's wild.
2: largely met expectations in terms of wins. They won four games last year. That's what they were supposed to. So it's 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 not like it's like everyone knows Houston stinks and they play according to expectations.
1: I'll, I'll tell you this: someone made an interesting point on a pod I can't remember. They said right now Davis Mills has a real chance to be the best quarterback in that class.
0: Whoa.
1: I mean, think well, about it. He's,
0: I mean, Mac Jones doesn't look good. Yeah. So yeah. I
1: mean, not saying it's a sure thing, but saying it wouldn't be crazy at this point. It wouldn't be. Because Trevor Lawrence, I'll tell you this, he's now in the middle of his second year. A lot of people that were defending him last year are saying we are not happy with his progress. That's me. I mean I you know I've been a skeptic I've been you a skeptic have when, been. when
2: you need 15 yards to win a game it's just me I don't throw a 13 yard pass into triple coverage I'd
4: say you the word skeptic would be like an understatement <laughs> <I'd>, but,
2: but <laughs> maybe he was, if you'd watch some games You've
4: been driving on the, you've been driving the fuck Trevor Lawrence bus since like no, since no, he was no, Clemson no. I Hey
1: no. let's family show I Sorry. will say this though is Football is not that important, Fez. So, listen, you got family, you got other things. You throw that 13-yard pass and forget about it. <laughs> Just collect your big check, ride home in your rocket car, and forget about Get it. Get your
2: 13-yard completion. It helps your own personal stats, right?
1: Well, that's interesting, too. <laughs> what we got here, McKenzie? You're putting something up.
3: Yeah, this is the QB composite rankings. Um. Davis Mills, the highest ranked in his class, 21st. Ooh. Trevor Lawrence, 22nd.
1: All right. Now, that's half PFF, half uh, QBR. All right. GM Smith game. a lot better. Next up, Washington, Indianapolis, with a new quarterback, Indy laying the lumber. Well, not really. A toothpick minus two and a half. No one has a pick. We'll start with Fez. He'll have something.
2: I don't know how good Sam Ellinger is. It really comes down to if he is competent, then I like Indy. I'm not sure he's competent, RJ. I know this. Um I know that there's a whole lot of uncertainty in terms of how the locker room's going to react to this quarterback change with Matt Ryan. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't respond very positively. Let's face it that Matt Ryan he's struggled all year. He's first in the league and fumble's lost. He's first in the year in getting sacked and first in the in the league and in throwing interceptions. Given all that, I could only lean towards Indy. I just don't know if I can trust Ellinger, and I I would like to see some data before I bet on him.
4: Here's what we know about Sam Ellinger. This is a guy who runs the ball very well. He's very uh, evasive in the pocket. He's not like a burner, but he he can move around back there. He's a guy who ran a lot in college. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to offset the fact that they can't protect the quarterback by putting someone back there who can make something happen with, with his legs. Uh, I think that's the only reason I could see them skipping over Nick Foles and going to Sam Ellinger. So I, I I think that's going to be the game plan. The problem is both these teams are going to be ultra run focused and both these defenses are ultra focused on stopping the run. So it really boils down to which quarterback is going to have more success through the air. And you're right, Fez, Ellinger's arm is a big unknown.
0: I I don't know what he's going to do at the NFL level. I think Washington's better with Taylor Heineke. I mean, it's just we have to.
1: I think they deserve an upgrade. Do you think Heineke played well? In the, because if you look at his performance, no, but I think it wasn't. good. I think Carson Wentz was a negative. So
0: by just eliminating the negative, you, I think they got better. Then don't you say the same thing about Matt Ryan? Yeah, you could with uh,
1: a total unknown.
0: Here's what's interesting though: Washington backup quarterbacks since 2019 are 8-2-1 and one ATS. I whatever it is What's about... So Alex <laughs> Smith would have been that Yeah, category, just right? playing yeah. with the backup quarterbacks. They cover, yeah. they do well. So maybe there's something to this
1: Heineken magic. Fez, where do you have Washington in your power ranking? This Washington hate, I don't fully understand. 28th. Okay. Now, if you look at a drive success rate, and you can impute out what the projected scores are, then you can look at the differential. Uh, Washington's 20th. Now, and they're saying they're a half point worse than an average team. Now, I'm not saying that's exactly right, because obviously turnovers are a factor. And, and, and now Heineke, it feels like the market is doing a slight downgrade with Heineke, right, as of last I, week?
2: I, I think so, that we've—we um, don't respect him, so I, I moved him down a point for Heineke,
1: and i don't think his performance though they won the game was uh, inspired confidence it didn't change anything
2: yes and i think there's an underlying feeling also with all the distractions with the ownership of washington and it being a poor organization that this might flow through to the team i don't know if that's a valid assumption well, it just was feels that built way. was
1: that built into i think it builds into the narrative mm-hmm. it, it contributes to that but was it built into the preseason uh, win total line? I think it was. Well, what was the win total?
2: You know, I know every team to the nearest decimal, and I just am drawing a blank on what Washington was. 7.9, but there were some differences between the books. Specifically, Circa was eight. Some of the other square books were seven and a half on So Washington.
1: the sharper books a little higher. Right. A little below average team, mm-hmm. eight and a half. And the uh, do we really think they've underperformed If you consider the close games, though, Hmm. what what games did they play poorly? What games did Washington play poorly? The Detroit loss, for sure. Okay. Well, but wasn't that like a 45-42 kind of game? 36-27. Yeah. Okay. So that's not a. I mean, yeah. Detroit was playing pretty well at that point. Their offense was rolling. I'm not saying that's a good win or a good. The game. eagle game
0: was pretty embarrassing. That's the one where Carson Wentz was sacked in, infinity times in the first half. And remember
4: that Lions game. The Lions got up 22 to nothing at halftime. Like the.
1: Well, if anything, that makes it where it feels like what if I, I, I all right. So, but we're identifying all right. So the Eagles. How much did they lose by in that game? 24-8. Okay. That 24 uh, nothing. Uh, halftime. Okay, so they got beat badly by the best team in the mm-hmm. NFC. 25-10 against Dallas. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying this is a good team. I'm saying that are they – I mean, really, are they worse than, like, Arizona? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's easy to say, but, like, I don't think the results say that, do mm-hmm. they? I don't know. I just – I feel like that I don't like Heineke, so I don't want any part of this, but the mm-hmm. Sharps have been on Washington three or four games – I mean, think about it. They were on them in that Detroit game. Remember, they close favorite. Yep. if I remember, in that game. They were
2: on them just last week against Green Bay. Closed yeah. four. Mm-hmm. So yep. Yep. it
1: does feel like this is a team that, that the public dislikes more than is warranted.
2: Mm, I can, can concur with that, yes.
1: But I don't want to bet against—you know, I, I was really thinking Indy was thrown in the towel. But I was listening to Lombardi, and he was talking about how this is about money, Right, Matt Ryan has a bunch of incentives in his contract. They don't think he can win, thus why pay him.
2: Because if he gets injured, yeah, I'm sure you read that the the guarantee on him uh-huh. is that uh, if he gets hurt, he gets an extra guarantee on his contract next year. If he, oh. if he doesn't pass his physical, it's like twelve million dollars more Ooh, that they're on the hook So he's for.
1: not going to see the field again. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and and isn't there a, a conditional draft choice round with how much he plays? I'll look into that. I, I know there was last year with Wentz in Indy, but I think there was this time too. So now you mentioned why go with uh, not with Foles, right? I think another old middle of the road quarterback is the last thing they want visually. Right, yeah, 0 for 2. They don't want well, to get over 2. Rivers to Wins to Ryan to Folt like, yeah. yeah, that's a good point, right? I mean, it just feels like that would be like the if you know, how if there's an oldies night at Sunset Station and they might have like, um, I don't know, Rush playing or uh, Speed Arios. there's gonna be a certain group, and then like who's the fourth band that it's, it's Nick Foles, those, <laughs> are de- those are
2: depressing concerts to go to, all the like the 50 60 year olds,
1: yeah. I tell you this. I saw Don Henley mm-hmm. at this uh, Red Rock, like maybe seven years ago. It was it was like in a pool. It was like there was only like I don't know a thousand people there. It was awesome, but he's got the hits out. He was playing all the Eagles songs, so he has the hits. <laughs> Plus, Girls of Summer. Is that Boys, Boys of summer. summer? Boys yeah. of Summer. I think.
2: I saw the other Eagles guy at the M, and the audience was depressing. Joe Walsh. Nope. No, oh. Joe Walsh could never be a. Depressing. That's what I am saying. Hey, how is that depressing? <laughs> it wasn't Henley, though. It was. It was an Eagles guy because huh. he did the Eagles song. That's what,
1: that's what they saying. had on the billboard an Eagles guy. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously, the, oth- made, the made other trem- guy
2: from the Eagles. made a tremendous impression upon me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we are, st- <laughs> we are the dream preview. All right. Anything else in this game? All right. So, to me, I'm looking to play Washington in the weeks to come if Heineke can play better than he did last week.
2: I do want them on the road, and I like the fact they're on the road here. I just don't think they have any home field advantage.
1: Kind of makes that bet against Tennessee. So it seems, they're only laying two and a half to a backup quarter. I guess in a weird way, it is Indy support here. What would you have guessed on this line? I mean, you would have had to think pick them, right? Uh, Indy's going to be favored. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Road underdogs
0: this season, 36-26 and 26 ATS.
1: Well that that I mean in general the road teams have been doing better last you know, since COVID and obviously dogs are always better. I mean not always better in any subset, but always the way I lean. All right, let's keep it going. Green Bay catching (laughs) eleven and a half on Sunday night football at Buffalo. All right. What's the total in this game? Let's look that up. I like the over in this game, and here's why. Rodgers has a long history of not being as aggressive as he should be coming back from deficits, because it's like let's say a three percent chance to win, right? Brady's trying his best, even if it means throwing some forty percent balls. Rodgers never wanted, Rodgers never wanted to do that, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted his stats. He says, "Hey, we'll lose this game. I won't throw interceptions." I think he. I think if they get beat by 30, 20 here, he, it's going to be a problem. I think he's throwing hard and fighting to come back. I see a backdoor over type situation where if the Bills do get a big lead, I think Green Bay, I mean, let's be honest, Rodgers could be one of the great come-from-behind quarterbacks ever. I mean, he's mobile. I mean, he's still kind of mobile. He's got a rocket arm. You know, I don't think
2: he's mobile anymore. I think that changed just this year, I, I mean, the eye test. How, how many rushes he got, McKenzie?
1: Oh, I know he's not rushing much because yeah. he's not motivated right now. But oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, he's, he's if he's capable, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm I, that's. Yeah. I think he's. He can't drop off that much in one year. Meaning the ability to run. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's been a couple of years since he was. Mo- he, he's the two-time MVP. That ayahuasca must have taken it <laughs> out of him.
0: He called out his players this week on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> oh, what did he say? Well, he basically just said that guys that aren't performing should sit. Like, so, you know,
1: so who's gonna play?
0: Exactly he, himself. <laughs> who's gonna play quarterback? Yeah, yeah, that's basically what he said. He's like, if you're not per- if you're not performing, you should sit, and it's maybe we never, should give other guys a
4: chance. It's
2: never about Aaron Rodgers. It's about the supporting cast. He's he's the MVP after all. It can't be him.
4: Well, listen, the pa- the Packers can't run the football. Alan Lazard was in a shoulder. Sling. Why can't they run the football? They've got this great backfield. Great question. Uh, but it all the talk from Aaron Rodgers about let's try out some new things. It seems like when you're
0: playing the best defense well, what in the league, is are they
1: simplifying the offense? They're playing the, the Cowboys? Oh, go ahead. One
0: week it was we need to simplify the offense. Next week it's we need to try new things. Next week it's guys that aren't performing. And that's it. This what is, is what's it? happening. It's what is it?
4: grasping at straws. It, it's he's panicking. And this is he's doing the opposite of R E L A X. He's freaking out because he's not he's not
1: used to this. Here's what I would say, if you think about the last couple of years, it's Aaron Rodgers individually was great. The team Laid eggs in the playoffs. Yes. In a way, he was a skeptic of Lafleur coming in. He was resistant to the whole Shanahan system, resistant to this. In a way, if this kind of debunks everyone but him, his narrative for his career is better. Because he he ran a coach out of town. Then he gets a new coach who has 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins. Oh, it looks like you should have won something, but you didn't. I think this year being a shitty year might allow him to say, see, that he wasn't that good to start with. Don't blame me for losing those playoff games. Think about that. Because otherwise, if he, if is a good coach, why isn't he winning playoff games? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's interesting. You ask, why aren't they running the football? It's a good question because their offensive coordinator was their offensive line coach. And he was their running game coordinator. So you would think that his style would be Run, run, run. But maybe that doesn't fly with Aaron Rodgers.
1: But they're behind in some of these games, too, now. Mm -hmm. You know something? I'm actually going to make a big bet here, I think. Because, McKenna, you're right, Fez. His career low in rush attempts per game, right? Last year, he had 2.1. This year, 1.3. So, like, 65%, you know, 35% reduction. I'm going to go over rush yards for Rodgers. I wonder if they're even going to put it up. Oh, I think they put they put up Brady sometimes one and a half or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> rushing yards. I'm telling you,
4: this is going to surprise though. me if he didn't. A lot of props he, aren't up by Wednesday night, though.
2: No, even on even
1: Well, there's on Josh
4: Saturday
2: Allen when, rushing yards are When, up, when they got guys who, who never run. Yeah, but it's a big game. Uh, let's yeah, see.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're I, right. You're right. It should be up. I'm telling you, keep an eye. I mean, because you want over. I went over because I'm telling you. Want you over for yards or rushes? or. I want it for yards. yards. I think he's going to try and I think he's. You, gonna, you want
2: the over six and a half yards or whatever. Well, hopefully, it is. it's
1: two and a half or no, something. Let
2: me ask
0: you: What happens if the Bills do to the Packers what they did to the Steelers? I think that that it is good for my bet because he, no, I'm just saying it, it, from the Packers' perspective oh. moving forward.
1: I think it's kind of expected; they're
0: double digit dogs. So, what if they lose by thirty? It's like a forty-something to ten
1: game. I mean, what could happen? I, I think they're going pro- pro- to be a borderline not right. making the playoff team here soon enough. What's the line Packers at Lions then the following week? Oh, that's interesting.
2: Packers minus 3.2.
1: And I will take the Lions. Huh? That's interesting. Fez, what do you think? I mean, if you really think about this, what do you think about the idea that Rogers is not going to go down gently into the good night
2: I, I like it. I mean... I I kind of do believe But that. then the flip side is Buffalo loves to destroy people.
1: But, you know, Buffalo but I, I'm not saying I, I don't yeah. like Green Bay. You like they the prop. Could, I, if anything, if they're up by 30, that means Rodgers is going to be playing hard. I think he's going to play hard to come back. Yeah. And if he does, that means running sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just haven't seen him run all year long. But, but you, you don't think... That's the point. Yeah. Right? He, he has been disengaged. I think yes. all week, hearing the double-digit dog for the first time... Him saying this could be what we need. Mm-hmm. I think it is
0: Sunday Night Football, so he's there's putting something the to that. stakes yeah. on
1: this thing, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, if anyone wants to book me, step on up. I'm going to make the
4: bills my one weight. Oh, minus oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> the
1: so the how many games we got left? This, this is it. That's it. This is yeah, it. This is the last one. So what are you
3: doing? <sighs> Miami. All right, Mackenzie, what was your best bet? can I go prop. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts under 50 and a half rush yards.
1: Ooh,
5: Ooh, Steelers
1: don't do well against... But, you know, you're thinking that Lamar Jackson got... That experience helps him.
3: I'm thinking they're a 10-point favorite. They're 6-0. They don't need him to risk anything right now.
1: Hmm. I think Pittsburgh being so good against Lamar probably gets them kind of ready for him. Mm Mm-hmm. I think
3: so. That's a good angle, too. I didn't think about that.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm here. All right, boys, let's go over quickly. You know, let's repeat our best bets one time. AJ. San Francisco 49ers minus one and a half. Fez. Seattle minus three hosting the Giants. Uh, You've kind of softened on that a little bit, haven't you? I still like it. Yeah, you still like it. It's all bad travel for the Giants. The Cincinnati Bengals laying three and a half. And the wise guy Delight, Carolina Panthers taking the points with Texas Ranger. All right, Fez. I, by the way, we got and don't miss this because we've gotten. I'd say the feedback on the on the Tuesday morning shows have been great. How huh, Fez, what we've been doing? Oh, absolutely. Market report, also called watching the tote board, and we do the recap. Fez is the star of the tote board show. I, I'd say, but that, they
2: go together really oh, for sure, well. For
1: sure, for sure. And um, we got straight out of Vegas AM. Who is this show is growing organically. It's booming. Um, I get involved, Fez gets involved. They don't let me get too involved, but we're happy. Now you've been doing you've been talking any hockey on there? Just in the look
0: ahead when look we ahead? Uh, when we talk about the games that are coming up at the the next night.
1: And your hockey record is 18 and five. That's pretty good. Pregame.com, you can get that. And AJ is going... That's who- 78%, RJ. That's pretty good. Who are you thinking about for your ATS? I
4: haven't seen the contest lines yet. They came out today. Obviously a busy day for us How here about- at PreGame.com.
2: Now, weren't there 40 people left and now 30? How is that possible? 40 dropped to 30.
4: Because AJ scared them off. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Fez was Fez was thinking below 20. I would have been I d- very I excited. Did
2: because I thought Miami, Florida would be a pop. I will
4: player. say
0: when the 30, when I saw 30 this morning, I was like, oh listen, you get me the names of those 30 people, I'll make sure there's
1: 20 by this weekend.
4: <laughs> okay. Make sure, make sure they miss the deadline. I'll just call them up late and keep them up late.
1: So I think you should tweet out your pick as soon as you make it. Okay.
4: That's what I've been doing. All like, right, people, but
1: now people care.
4: Okay, yeah, but the last couple of weeks people have been asking. Early in the season, no one cares. Do you get a physical ticket? Yeah. Can you post the
1: ticket? Sure. I yeah. like seeing that ticket. You yeah, post a ticket, but this is gonna be on your Twitter. I can't, I don't know what it is. It's at AJ is the real. AJ is the real R E A L. If yes. you win this thing, maybe you'll have to change it to last man standing. It's probably taken, but that'd be a good one. Last man standing seven oh two. Okay.
5: <laughs>
1: Fez, well you take us out, but first though, you've been you get a little rascally on Twitter. At Fezzik Sports, F E Z Z I K, at Fezzik Sports. Any, what's coming out in the next couple of days? Anything good on Twitter?
2: Just
4: him and Wishnev.
1: You got your, your pipe. Pa- uh, oh, has he passed you yet?
2: Well, you use the word yet. That implies that it's inevitable to happen. <laughs> uh, Mr. He says it is weak in
1: his weakened voice
2: <laughs> Mr. Wishnev has gone from 300 pounds to 195.
1: Okay, okay. Where, I, where are you at?
2: 192.
1: Oh, you're in trouble.
2: But I'm dropping today because today, tonight is a fast night, and I always fast, lose—
1: I fast every night when I sleep. I it.
2: always lose two pounds on my fast days. <laughs> so why they call it breakfast. So a little, I, I expect to be 190 tomorrow. Ten pounds from so, the finish line.
0: Oh, it has to be. I thought it was 185. It's 180. He has 180. to maintain 185 after he hits 180. After he hits 180, make I don't it, okay. think we have to worry.
4: But about
2: if that. I get to 185, I'll just, I can just like go over to At AJ's some point. Spoiler you can, room. And that's just like people sweat in college used to
1: say, I could take some 357 caffeine pills, but you can't take them three days in a row.
2: But I don't have to get to 180. Then I can go back to 185. Uh-huh, yeah. It's fine.
1: I almost won here. Here's what I know. I've figured out from this is I we got to have this all done within 10 years. Because if, if I'm doing podcasts with Fez when he is the age that he seems now, <laughs> I'd be so depressed, I'll kill myself. So, Fez, let's just say this. Drink a little I don't know. Don't eat from a loon. I haven't had a donut in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like his arms. You know, it's all just looking like it's all just, like oh he's losing muscle like crazy. Okay, well, no, you know, actually, it's so funny because that you I, can see it. Don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't have a stroke. Well, you know, that was impressive, actually. Then why do you there seem you so go. weak? I'm right. smaller. <laughs> I'm okay.
2: to, no. You have this mental picture no, of me no. being a certain mass, no, and no, no, the no. mass is down 20%.
1: Your shoulders are slumped nonstop, right? <laughs> well, that's he posture. does look drained. I like, mean, he does. He does. All right, Fezzix Sports, uh, you got your power ratings out there, right? You tweet them every up? Tuesday. Yeah, get that. And Scott's On Air, Scott's On Air is Scott's Twitter. And you got, now do you put out any clips from SOV AM? Maybe that's a new thing to start. A little clip up some stuff. Sounds interesting. What do you good think? Oh, yeah. All right. And, and where uh, can we find you on Twitter, RJ? At RJ in Vegas. That's a good one. Take us out, fast.
2: Hey. Hey. Let's be careful out there.
1: He's weakened. Bye. <laughs>